we're back. <laughs> we're back, baby. I wish Alante was here to drop the keezers, but I know. that's usually his job. But yeah. Now it's my job. We don't actually call anyone keezers, just for the record. That's it uh, sounds no. so much like geezers. I can't <laughs> get past it. I absolutely call them geezers. That's it's on all of our content. I was okay, like, what's good. the derivative? Like old geezers? That's what it's derived from? <laughs> no. I was like, what is it I from? We wanted something that was original to name our fan base. Yeah, and I like the Radioheads. Radioheads were taken. <laughs> Radioheads was the first thing, obviously. And then we went to Keezers, and that was something Alante really pushed for. Yes, he did. Um, anyway, we're here today for a very fun, special podcast. Yep. It's, it's not a full roundtable, but it's a Radio Keys almost full roundtable. Three quarters. Tom Davis here. Hey, that's me. Fearless the- bass player. And... Um, Emily Helena, singer, songwriter, guitarist. And Stuart Patrick. I guess it's obvious you're the only girl here, so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Woman. Woman here. So Lady. The only lady here. <laughs> yeah, lady is a good middle ground between woman and girl, right? Lady. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> None of those words offend me, but they all I understand. Offend me. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right, so today we're going, we, we've actually been talking for probably years at this point. Three years since my post I, that I found that have the uh, information. Yeah, so you made a post about this three years ago. Emily and I have been talking about this for a, a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coincidentally, we, I just saw that Hank Azaria, the voice of The Simpsons, basically, yeah, he like put everybody. a post for, of this exact question out on his Twitter. So I thought that was interesting as well, and we'll have his answer too. I mean, not that we really have a definitive answer. I think I have a definitive answer, but mm. it's always up to negotiation. Interesting. And, Interesting. Yeah. So basically, we're, we're going to talk about, and we could call it a rock band, but I like to just say what makes or who is the greatest American band of all time, mm-hmm. which it once you say American band, you don't quali- like qualify it with rock. You, you get into like the Bee Gees of the world and like and Backstreet Boys <laughs> and NSYNC and, and stuff like that. So I don't think we're really going to tread into that territory, that more disco like pop territory. Right. But <clears throat> we're going to try to determine yeah. the greatest American rock band of all time. American's the biggest thing because when Tom first posed this question, a lot of the comments were... British bands, Rolling Stones, Canadian duh, bands, Led Zeppelin, yeah. Pink Floyd, The Beatles. Yep. And furthermore, what makes this interesting is America, the United States, is kind of classically known for having solo artists that are incredible. Yeah. Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix. Elvis. And Jimi Hendrix isn't a pure solo artist. We'll get into that later. But, you know, people like Bob Dylan, like you said, and um, Ray Charles, you know, mm-hmm. people like that. And America is kind of built on the idea of having your your independence and your own identity mm. and all that sort of thing. So we yeah. we've had these incredible artists and singer songwriters, Prince. You know, I also like think that. it's it's interesting that it's because rock and roll comes from America. Like that's where the yeah. origin of of rock and roll music comes <clears> from. So you would think that because it's where the origin of rock and roll music comes from, that it would host the greatest rock bands of all time. But generally, when you list the top five bands of all time four of them are probably from england and, yeah. and whatever four you want to pick but they're 
it's it's heavy England specifically, but but the world so, all over America. So we're gonna make it even, and that's absolutely true. And we're gonna make it even more interesting because we're going to we're gonna come up with the criteria. Here's our criteria. I said criteria, not a word. Criteria. <laughs> the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> this is a collection of individuals under one band name. Right. Examples of this are Aerosmith, the band, the Grateful Dead. You know, those those types of bands. Mm-hmm. This list will exclude individual artists like Chuck Berry, Jimi Elvis Hendrix. Presley, Tom Petty and well, the Heartbreakers. Individuals with a backing band, the Jimi Hendrix experience. Got it. That's the next uh, one. Sorry. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. And those guys are obviously all legends. If you're gonna talk about if you're just gonna take away all the criteria I just laid out, it would be Probably what Bob Dylan or Elvis Presley uh, on, the, I think, on the top. Yeah, well, uh, we were going to bring it up later, but I was using Rolling Stones' "100 Greatest Artists of All Time," oh. um, and their number one is obviously no, the Beatles. Know? No, no, wait. <laughs> oh, 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 you're talking about the. So. Their number one is the Beatles. Yeah, okay. no spoilers on America. Two, I believe their number two is Bob Dylan. Their number three is Elvis. But those, it, yeah. or it's two Elvis, three Bob Dylan. But yeah, you, Stu, you nailed it. It's, oh shit! Yeah. yeah, you did. Good job. So I think we can all agree that the Beatles are probably at least considered the greatest band of all time. I think mm-hmm. they are the greatest yep. band of all time. I think so. And um, the reason why a lot of people consider this is a, a range of. Um, additional criteria that I set forth longevity. And I think longevity doesn't necessarily mean what they had, you know, for a five year period or a 30 year period. I think it's more how, how long is their music lasting more than anything? Yeah. Like you mean longevity as in like they released this 30 years ago and you're just as likely to hear this song today as 30 that you were 30 years ago. Yeah. And I think it does also play a little bit into like, um, this band did it for 20 years, whereas right. this band did it for two, you right. know, this but then band has one album. This band has, but if you have 20 years of stuff that isn't relevant now compared to the two years of stuff that is relevant now. Right. So that kind of goes into my next topic, which is cultural impact relevance. Yeah. So that's, uh, what did they mean to American culture? Mm-hmm. Are they still relevant today? Um, can we clearly see their their cultural footprint? Yeah, did they make a trend that was then followed? Totally. Well, so that's that's more over a different. That's over influence. Is my oh. third criteria. Influence. See, I was is, leading you into. The- yes, yes, that was a great chance. <laughs> I like to think about it like a family tree, like someone obviously bands who got the leg up in terms of being around in the '60s they're going to have more influence than a band who just started in 2000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So influence, think about it as your your sphere of influence, your family tree, the people who imitated you, the bands that were great after you that imitated you. So I think I, you just said this, but just to, maybe even to reiterate what you're saying. So a band that started off in the early beginnings of rock and roll is more likely to be influential to the rest of the more family More influential, tree. yeah. Okay. So it's it might be a little bit of an unfair criteria, but that's why the Beatles are what they are because they shaped what music is today. I think also you being know? the innovators of whatever style or whatever thing it is, well, I think that it's yeah. really important to we be ha- that, to give someone credit for being um, original and in innovating a new thing, whether it's you know playing the first one to play on electric guitar or the 
whatever specific so, riff you want. Someone to who has a, a thick branch off the tree of music where they yeah. created like this hard left. Mm, nice. They and created now, a whole genre of music because of what they yes. did. Mm-hmm. So that's, that that also thing. goes into influence. Yeah. Um, and the fourth, it kind of goes in hand in hand with influence, but it's innovation. So, oh, okay. That's so, uh, influence and innovation to me are a little bit different because you can be a highly influential band, but not be the most innovative band. Right. And I'm not going to name it. Let's just name British bands, for example. Like, um, let me think. This is going to be tough to think of on the spot. Um, innovative. Like, were the Who the most innovative band they're hugely influential but i feel like they were kind of following Ooh. in the footsteps of of other bands like the beatles what about pink floyd um i think they were incredibly innovative yeah. because they were not only were they doing their this own concept album concept album yeah. thing but they were also doing like laser light shows and shit that no one had yeah. done before that oh and a whole movie and i'm not talking about wizard of oz i'm talking about the wall but a whole yeah. movie that was well i guess the beatles did that too with yellow submarine but yeah a whole movie that's illustrated around a record and they used a lot of sound effects and stuff yeah i, yeah. I think they're they're they totally were also unique incredibly experimental in the the, the soundscapes that they created yeah as well. soundscape is yeah it was it was beyond just instrumentation it was just the whole all the sound in the track in general i think that pink floyd would be anyway and all of this is very subjective to a certain point like you can argue one band's more influential than another band blah 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 but kind of for me, the tiebreaker in this whole thing, and there's not really, a, again, it's all subjective, but a huge tiebreaker for me is raw data. Like yep. records sold when, you know, when they're selling albums. So that's like when they're in their prime, how many albums was this band selling? Yeah. Uh, where were they? Are they playing stadiums? Are they? Yeah. And then obviously I've been going off of a lot of Spotify monthly listeners mm-hmm. because it kind of talk it speaks to their longevity yeah. and also it it's a great like apples to apples comparison for bands that were like both in the 60s like how are they faring now and that speaks to longevity I think specifically I think that if you're going to use a metric to judge a band I think it's important to use something like album sales for a band from the 60s and 70s versus like Spotify plays if you're trying to uh, compare it to a band that's modern now because we sell less albums but obviously we get way more streams because streaming is actually invented and, and yeah. before it wasn't. Well, from my quote research, I use that term very, very lightly. Um, I saw <laughs> that the more recent the band, obviously the more they were streaming because right. that's what their current audience is is you know consuming uh, music with so mm-hmm. someone who was maybe 15 in the 60s is going to be listening to different um, uh, music mediums than someone who's like 12 or 13 I thought know? it was funny you said one time when we were talking we were talking to have this similar conversation and you were like could you imagine if every single time you listened to Jimi Hendrix when you were 14 15 years old if that counted as a listen towards Jimi Hendrix and how many more listens Jimi Hendrix would have because yeah. I feel like I've listened to you know name whatever band a million times in, in my whole lifetime I've listened to this one song so much and how many plays they would have if he were actually counting uh, CD plays when we were kids, for instance. Totally. And I, um, I remember talking furthermore about this is like um, the way that that we consume music as as younger individuals. Like when I was 10, I would listen to the same 
CD. That's when that's what we had when the I was same a kid. song. On yeah, the, the same, same song on the same CD, like literally for a week. Yeah, at same. least. I mean, like, I do that now on Spotify anyway, but <laughs> just listen to but, the same songs yeah. over and over again. Such a millennial. But also, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're we're pretty good about exploring new music yeah, and yeah, trying yeah. to get new music. Absolutely. I mean, that's what this whole podcast was was based originally off. for. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we but here we are. Yeah, and, and it's continuing to digress. That's what time goes. <laughs> <laughs> but um I like to I like to think that like you know people like uh I don't even who are some some like awesome little like rap star artists out now like that have like billions of listens on on Spotify or like well the pop ones like Ariana Grande Okay so or, I just looked yeah, up Ariana like, Grande's Louise. monthly streams versus like the Beatles Yeah it's The Beatles tough. have like 22 million monthly streams Ariana Grande has 65 million so, so she's three times more popular than the beatles I'm saying it's generational you know three times better yeah three times better <laughs> <laughs> and that and Sorry. the podcast is over we solved it all right so ariana grande greatest, there we go greatest american right. rock band of all time so just to summarize the uh five you know criteria we're using our longevity influence cultural impact relevance sorry impact slash relevance innovation and raw data and it must be a collection of individuals under one band name right. example aerosmith the band grateful dead although the band is questionably canadian so yep. we'll get into that <laughs> <laughs> Exc- the band is most canadian <laughs> excludes individual artists and individuals with a backing band right elvis presley tom petty and the heartbreakers bob dylan right. the Jimi hendrix experience chuck that berry sort of thing. Hootie and the Blowfish, even though Hootie isn't a guy, <laughs> but really? is Hootie a guy? I Hootie don't and the Blowfish would count as a band because yeah. it's not a fronting person, isn't it? So D- Darius, Darius Rucker, Rucker. yeah, is, Darius is Rucker, Hootie. but, but wasn't there is no he Hootie. Hootie? No, just like Pink Floyd, there was no Pink. Mm. You know, who is Pink? Yeah, Which but one's it, Pink? It's not Pink and the Floyd. I feel like their name is really misleading. But if it, it was Pink Floyd, you weren't here to see a singer Pink Floyd. Which one's Pink? That's the classic thing. I think that's not a great comparison to Hootie and the Blowfish because the Blowfish are the band, right? But the whole right. band is Hootie and the Blowfish. But who's Hootie? There is no Hootie. Who's Hootie? There is no Hootie. I think there is so a Hootie. So Hootie belongs on this list. I think there is saying. a Hootie. All right, we can put Hootie in the honorable mention. Okay. <laughs> so what, what I kind of did, and I think you guys mostly agree with these tiers but obviously there's yeah. going to be some back and forth with it I created five tiers who I think are five are the honorable mentions four we didn't have a name for three we didn't have a name for <laughs> and <laughs> two is just short and right. then uh, number one are the true contenders is right. the way that I, I looked at it as good names so let's just get right into it let's get into tier five the honorable mentions you want to read some of them these are fun Okay. Um, I'm going to start at the bottom of the list. Oh, they, they're in no order in These particular. Are, oh, Sorry, I thought they were they're alphabetical, yeah. but they're not. Kind of. No, no, no. They're um, in zero I'm gonna order. I'm going to start with uh, some newer guys that made, the, uh, that made the honorable mentions. Weezer. The Black Keys. The White Stripes. Now we're going a little older. So you can kind of group those three in together. Mm-hmm. If I had to order those, I would say it would be Weezer, The White Stripes, The Black Keys. You've also got so so from. I'd say the White Stripes over Weezer, and I love Weezer. The Weezer is one of my favorite bands, but 
White Stripes, influential-wise. White Stripes and Black yeah. Keys are, that they hate me for saying this, but kind of a similar concept. And I think too, the White the Stripes kind of take the, the cake a little bit Yeah. Um, on the Black Keys. Although the Black Keys are still doing the damn thing. Yeah. And the White Stripes are no longer. They are just, they are coming out with a greatest hits record. So they're like amping up. Love their, the White Stripes. Yeah. One of our, that's one of our uh, origin story bands. Yeah, we had, yeah. we had to throw them in here. Um, and then some older bands, uh, Mamas and the Papas, Earth, Wind and Fire. That's Smashing Pumpkins, Doobie Brothers. Okay, I'll let someone else read some. Um, Journey um, and Chicago are in here. I feel like Journey could arguably be in Tier 4. Arguably. Arguably they could be in I Tier don't, 4. I think they hit a lot of the raw data thing, good data yeah, points. They did. And, and I think that as like a, a band of the masses, they were a band that were on this list of... I, I have all of the comments from my post from three years ago. Journey was mentioned, I think, at least once, but maybe twice. Let's also stipulate that we're a Bay Area band, so a lot yeah. of our friends and people who comment Love on our shit are... So Journey had the 15th greatest selling album of all time. I did not... No, sorry, not greatest selling album of all time. My mistake. They had... They have sold the f- the 15th most albums of all time. Jesus. Wow. Uh, that's that raw data thing I was talking raw about. Raw data. They have people who just love them, and they were just universally loved by a, a bunch of people, too. They're not just a, a, a niche band. They, so just by the raw data, I'm almost inclined to move them up. I think um, that they, yeah, probably. Yeah, even. I think we can move them up. So let's take them out of the honorable mentions. You'll know, you're not honorable. <laughs> you're mentioned. You're All right. now. <laughs> so then the other ones are Chicago, Blondie. Um, and this one, we had a few um, rabbles about. Um, oh, the Jackson Five. Yeah. Are they? Um, it depends. Like this is what I was talking about with like the BGS. Well, they're and so overshadowed sh- by Michael Jackson's future career past it. So it's. There's also the question of are they a band? They're yeah. definitely a band. They're they're, a they pop, are a band, but they're a pop group too. They play and instruments so, though. But they all play their own instruments. They all play their own. Not instrument. on the recordings though. Oh, that's true. So I mean, like oh, they they do it live and in. They put on a great stage show, but but they're a pop band also. So um, if you're gonna Fair. say if you're gonna say rock band, which we didn't say rock band, but if you're gonna say rock band, I think that that's where you draw the line, and they're and not that, on the list. That'll probably eliminate a few artists in the next tier. Yeah. <clears throat> so after that, I have um, in the same tier we have in the next. Tier. No, in the next tier, it's gonna eliminate a few. Well, but we didn't finish the. No, we're gonna get there. Okay. Don't worry. Um, so next after that in the honorable mentions we have Heart, um, ZZ Top, which I love ZZ Top. They're a little bit of a gimmick band, I feel like. I with their agree. Uh, and they're they don't have a God, now I'm talking shit about ZZ Top. I love ZZ Top. Let me <laughs> say that. I just feel like they're very um they're they have an incredible sound and they do that sound and and that's that's, that's, that's it. it. Pretty much <laughs> in my mind, it's like Texas blues. Are they like a, a and now ACDC can't be in this because they're from Australia. Yeah. Are they kind of like an ACDC no, band? No, ACDC would be at the top of this list if they were. Okay. I yeah. feel like if ACDC were an American band, they would be tier be tier one. Yeah. Tier one. I feel like wow. they'd be tier one. Wow. Um, okay. Even though they are only one, but they're fucking. ACDC, I feel like they're kind of man. that mono. That they're mono much more known. Yeah. Than ZZ Top. Yeah. I definitely. can name a lot more songs. And then. Um, and then REM, who, who I personally maybe they should be higher. I I've, feel like we were pressured uh, to have REM on this list, at least from from my perspective. I felt like I was pressured too because of other yeah. lists and other influence of people saying yeah. REM. I I don't. Emily, what's your favorite REM song? 
Everybody. Oh, that's a good song. I was I was uh, building this shed with Dad today. Oh, and, uh, Dad's <laughs> fucking favorite and song. And that song came up. I was like, this is your jam. So losing my like, religion. This is your jam. Dad yeah, losing my religion. Loves losing my Dad, religion. Losing my religion, yes. Yeah. Dad put that on his playlist. Or no, on your playlist. That's on, uh, me in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great song. I've heard, heard it a you. million times. Dude, it was a live version too. He was yeah, a messing he, no, around. His favorite is the live version. Yeah. I've just dis- I've discovered. Okay. Um and then shout, <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Shout out to Dad. So then uh Steely Dan and the Birds. Yeah, the birds. Some people would argue that the birds should be higher. Um, but what are your what are your favorite bird the bird songs? The I bird songs. I met the bass player of the birds. No way. I sold him a watch actually. I feel like oh cool. They yeah. do like don't they do a bop? they do, they do turn, turn oh they do Mr Tambourine no it's a tambourine. cover oh. they cover it's it the I was gonna so say they like, cover yeah, some Dylan Bob cover. Dylan. Oh yeah, duh! That's a Bob Dylan yeah, song. It's, it's yeah, all good. No, no, you're it's all fine. Um, I, I forget that all along the Watchtower is not Jimi Hendrix. So I haven't. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm pretty neck deep in music, and I haven't really heard any, any of these songs. You ain't going nowhere. Ain't that going sounds like an Azrael song. You ain't going nowhere is also a Bob Dylan cover. Or wait, yeah. All right, so Ooh, they, dude, they're honorable. Come on, they're honorable. The they're honorable. I'm completely okay with them yeah, yeah. being honorable. They're fair. They're fun. Okay. So those are our honorable mentions. If you're super pissed at us, please. Uh, at at Stuart. Uh, <laughs> at Stuart Patrick. No. Stuart underscore call Patrick. Call us at no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just give out Is my number. Is it two underscores? <laughs> it's all right. My phone doesn't work. So. <laughs> all right. So tier. I learned. Yeah. T- so now we're moving on. To tier four. Tier four. All right, Em. What do we got here? You know, tier four. So. Along again with the sort of Motown Jackson Five conundrum, yeah, is a band like the Temptations included in this list? Is a band like the Supremes? I thought the Shirelles. I would probably argue that those are more like singing groups. Yes, I would say no, as opposed to a band. Respectfully say no. Respectfully, yeah, and also like it's Motown is totally its own thing too. It's. I don't know. You and know what I mean? And not to say that they're not great, but in terms of American bands, I feel like they are more of a singing group. Singer-songwriting group. <clears throat> and they didn't even write their own songs, which is a, a problem. Mm. That was Smokey Robinson mostly, I think. Who yeah. So it's... And, and I just think and you, you kind of let Gordy it... Barry Gordy, too. Barry Gordy. And yeah. You kind of let it be its own thing that with being, Motown. Yeah, that being said... Which is its own huge influential part of American the, music and American history. There wouldn't be bands like Destiny's Child, TLC, Backstreet Boys, no. the Bee Gees, without but, the Temptations and yep. the Jackson 5. To yeah. prove your point so, further, <laughs> none of those bands are on this list either. And they're furthermore <laughs> not on this list. So The Backstreet Boys aren't on this li- What? 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 <laughs> what America are you here. living in? Okay. All right. <laughs> So let's go ahead and bump up Journey at least into tier four. I'm I thinking agree. they might be higher. I we'll think- see. I, I have one of yours here that I would move down to tier five, too. Oh, no, no. no shades. Still. I'd have two I'd take off the all list. All right. All right. Who are you moving down to tier five? Oh, all wait. Right. So, sorry. Let's uh, let's keep going with the list. We have, you said Jefferson Airplane, mm-hmm, The Temptations, one. and The Supremes. And we've decided to eliminate The Temptations and The Supremes just because of the criteria. I would personally move the pixies to tier five i think 
I think they're more. I think they're more an honorable mention. I don't want to say anything that's shit talking because people yeah. are gonna murder me. But I like, think name another song besides "Where Is My Mind." I tried. I tried. Um, let me. Let me hold up. I yeah. know some hardcore Pixies fans are like, "There's so they're many screaming their eighth song time. right now." Like, by the time okay, we said that, but like in the. I don't know. As far as are they American more important band, than Jefferson Airplane? No. Okay. Yeah. Like we've got Earth, Wind, and Fire in fucking tier. The thing five. Is, is, I think the so white can I can I talk hits. about the Pixies a little bit? Can I defend you, them? You may. All right. So they were kind of on the forefront of that Nirvana wave. Uh huh. Um, they came out with their most popular album according to Spotify, um, Doolittle, nineteen eighty nine, and then uh, Surferosa, nineteen eighty eight. Um, and where and where is my mind? What what record was that off? That was off Surferosa, nineteen eighty eight. So that song came out in in the late eighties. Nirvana didn't really surface until the early nineties, ninety one, ninety two. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they had music before oh, that, so you're but it wasn't like a pre Nirvana. Yeah, they they so they're a huge check mark in the influential yes. category. And they're they, definitely they're definitely unique. They helped to dethrone eighties metal. Is my kind of like eighties yeah. metal was destroying everything it was dominating you know and it completely missed our list what the 80s metal oh 80s metal no we we have some (laughs) 80s metal up in here i'm just i'm just but you can't yeah you can't ignore it especially american 80 uh 80s metal but i think the pixies belong personally i think they belong in tier four i think they're uh they are an influential band i think they did have some like i said some early um, claim to that we're not playing this like gaudy you know hair metal shit yeah. we're playing sure. we're playing some weird kind of simple yeah. rock music that people can really vibe with and That's also like lyric driven yes interesting and I think distorted it had distorted guitar in a different way than like metal it was like that grunge it was the beginning of the grunge sound it was the beginning of the indie sound indie sound I guess yeah, yeah. but I think that yeah. So I put them in tier four because I felt like they belonged. Um, <clears throat> so mm. that being said, we're moving up to, no, sorry, this is not in any order. We never finished tier four. So tier four, we're moving on, not up because yes. again, this is in no particular this is in order. No order. This is all in the same tier. I put Boston and I feel like Boston basically based on pure data, raw data, raw data they, um, they, they what is it? They have the uh, what, what, dude? They have the fifteenth greatest selling album of all time. What's the name of the album? Boston. Oh, it's subtitled. Yeah, it's Boston. Okay. It sold seventeen million copies. Thought I was gonna catch you in, in a lack so of research. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> I got scared too. I looked at it. <laughs> so Boston, I put in tier four basically because of the raw data. I didn't think they were doing anything hugely influential. Um, their longevity is there. People are still playing them to this day, but it's really the same like two three songs. Um, so slow, um, slow, I'm going to bring them up. Slow play long time. That song, dude, I, I, get, I saw a band cover that one time and they had the right instrumentation. It was four brothers, the Nanioc. Uh, the name of the band is track. And they, they played those two songs back to back and it was my favorite song of their entire set. It was incredible. And well, I never heard it before. Well, Boston is a incredible album. More than a feeling, obviously peace of mind, rock and roll band, smoke and hit your ride. Something about you. Let me take you home tonight. Um, 
So yeah, they uh, that album is, and it came out in 1976. So it, it was a little bit of a precursor to the hair metal thing. And but shout out to Cole Hanks from uh, Overland. Oh, he he responded Boston oh, okay. on my on my on my list. Oh, interesting. So Boston, and then I have Foo Fighters, um, hmm. Rage Against the Machine. Dave Grohl's gonna be twice on the list. Yeah, Dave Grohl is. Dave Grohl is gonna be the only hashtag spoiler alert. Dave, well, I mean, come on. I'm, so in the next thirty bands, you're gonna say you're not gonna say the word Nirvana. If you <laughs> we're are, gonna find okay. out, aren't we? <laughs> but Dave Dave Grohl is, is is gonna be the only artist that's in two bands in this entire list. I think I, it could be true. I, I think I I don't know. No, the I list, think you're totally but, right. I mean, just let that be a thing of how important yeah. Foo Fighters are, along with Nirvana. Yeah, and I mean, I've, I, uh, I've, am on record for not being the biggest Foo Fighters fan, but they have longevity. They sell records. They, they sell stadiums. out stadiums. That first, they have that first Foo Fighters album is special. It's one of those special albums, in well, my opinion. It's like all Dave. It's Grohl. all Dave Grohl yeah. and Pat Smear is the only person that was featured oh. along with it. Oh, guess who is on uh, Nirvana Unplugged. <laughs> Guess who? Pat Smears on the list twice too now. Oh, with, uh, okay. Foo Fighters and Nirvana. Nirvana. Spoiler alert. Going to be up here later. He's not yeah. really a member of Nirvana. He was a uh, live. He played live with them, right? On he wasn't an official member. No. Yeah. So, I, no. but yes, Pat Smear is. Yeah, for being in both those bands, and then kind of a sneaky fun one that I like here. Oh, my favorite band ever. Sorry, it wasn't that one. We'll, oh, we'll get there too. A sneaky fun one. I was going to say was Talking Heads. Oh no, definitely not my favorite. <laughs> I think the thing about Talking Heads is I think there David are a Byrne. lot of people who are listening that would have them much higher. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I wouldn't necessarily, but but I mean they're really important. They're rock and roll hall of famers. Yeah, dude, my buddy Evan. I was hanging out at his house. I think it was the day before the. The day that the COVID nineteen news hit. Oh Jesus! And I was at my friend's house like an asshole, just like oh, I am like <laughs> gotta get gotta get it in, bro. We were all being we were all being normal. I was yeah, we were work, all being normal. You know? And uh, he played a whole like Talking Heads greatest hits album, and I'm like, dude, Talking Heads are kind of sick. Dude, like, oh, they're full of you, bangers. Yeah. For sure. you know way more songs than you think you yeah. do. I, that's how I always feel when I hear them. So Talking Heads, I think they belong. In tier four, yeah. I I don't. Once you hear the names in tier three, I don't think you could put them there. Mm-hmm. But um, we have them. I already said Rage Against the Machine, right? Rage no, we did not say Rage Against the Machine okay. yet. And, so, and I think that Rage Against the Machine, um, from a cultural impact standpoint, and dude, they're just such a such an important band in my life. And yeah. so I, I just I feel like they're like that band that, like I said earlier about Talking Heads, some people would have much higher. I'd have Rage Against the Machine higher because of what they did for me musically yeah. and, and just I love this band so much and what they've done and the message that they have in their music and I think that it's really important and I think that they were the biggest, like one of the biggest bands of their era and they came back years later and they're selling out huge and people did just... They, did they uh, headline Woodstock 99? I was just going to say that they video we always watch. They were, they were one of the last bands. That yeah. It, it was, I remember watching that video where it's like, you can see the audience and it's completely black. Like you can barely say anything, but you can see like this wave of people in the audience and it's barely like you can barely tell that they're people. It's it's one yeah. of those Same things video. that like crazy. So Rage Against the Machine was a big band in the nineties and then Zach De La Roca left the band and they did Audio Slave with Chris Cornell. Yeah. And it was basically the same band minus minus Zach and plus Chris Cornell. Yeah. And and then he he left the well, I guess I don't think they ever left 
Um, but they joined Rage Against Machine again, and, and now they're playing shows again. And maybe there's some new music. I don't know. But yeah. like, I, I feel like if they would have had that audio slave chunk of time as Rage Against Machine, yeah. I feel like you'd have them potentially higher in the list. I, well, I if you look at, um, I mean, influence is their sound hugely influential. I mean, they had a lot of contemporaries who were similar, like people like Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit. But they were all be- they like were that. before both of them. Were they? Yeah. Um I think they were in the mid no, 90s, right? No, like 93, 94 right, is when they came out. came out. I'm going to look it up. I, I want to say um Rage Against the Machine, the the first album came out in like 92 or 93. Yeah, 92 was uh Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Let's see uh when Limp Bizkit came out. Like 96. Interested. That sounds about right. Is what I would guess. I, yeah. I think that they were kind of the spark that created the rap rock genre yeah and i mean gosh what about like what about the biscuit you go corn what about beastie boys oh okay well beastie boys kind of all right let me look at when the beastie sorry the beastie boys from the 80s they're they're way before no no there's not even a a doubt the beast uh sorry it's not the beastie boys it's beastie boys and License to Ill came out 84. in 86. 86? Okay, yeah. I was guessing 84. So, so they're not even a question that they were before that. But but the rack rock genre, I think, really started with, with Raising Against with Machine. License to Ill? I think that License to Ill is more hip-hop. I, I really do. I think that they took a lot of rock samples, and Rick Rubin is... No, they didn't take rock samples. They played their own instruments. No. Yes, they did. They played all their own instruments. Yes, they did. No, that's not possible. Yes, they, they did. The album opens up with the Le- when the Levy breaks sample. It's well, just straight maybe up. that's one sample in the record, but dun 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 da da. Okay. Da, dun, dun. Well, so they played some of their own albums, but don't go. That was Beastie Boys. License Hill opens up with when the Levy breaks. It's the same exact. Um, it's uh, Ryman and Steel It is his name of the song. Yeah, but one sample does not a band make. I think and that they sampled. I think that they sampled a ton, and you'd be really surprised. And that's kind of Maybe. what Rick Rubin's genius like, is. They had a they had didn't they have Van Halen like play some guitar? They five? are definitely definitely able to play their own instruments, and there's some great stuff. Yeah, here's a Ryman and Steelin. Ryman and Steelin is is. Uh, so that is a sample, but I do believe they also helped blend sure. the rock and rap. Along with Aerosmith and Run DMC. I mean, yeah, that, that's the that's the very first ever yeah. crossover rap and rock thing ever. Sorry, I feel like people are going to kill me if I didn't say Aerosmith, Run DMC yeah, for, we'll, we'll, <laughs> for rock yeah. rap. We'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. All right. Run DMC, also not on this list yes. because, again, not really a band, more a collection of MCs and collection yeah. of singers. Kind of goes hand in hand with that idea. So, sorry. They're also we, not necessarily a, they're, well, they're not a band. They're a group. Yeah, I feel like there's a distinction between a band and a group, and that's like when you talk about the Temptations, it could be the same reason why you're not talking about Run DMC or someone like that. It's about it's about instruments, is what you're saying. Uh, I had this conversation with a rapper one time, yeah, a long time ago, and I had the way wrong perspective, and I'm not going to get into what my stance was because it was wrong, but yeah, it's it's tough to say that it's about instruments, but it, it's similar to um, <laughs> Alec, our buddy Alec, one of our best friends. He was talking about how comedians are playing these clubs. I'm like, what are they playing? They're not yeah. playing clubs. They're performing in these clubs. But if you listen to like podcasts with comedians, I was say they always they say I played. The, say played. I played the whatever yeah. theater, and you're Which like, is, it's kind of the industry standard. To yeah, talk about. it's just what it is. So, anyway, the final band in tier four is a band that's near and dear to Emily and my hearts, mm. and maybe Emily can talk about them for a little bit. Uh, the Strokes. Wax poetically. Yeah, the Strokes. I won't wax too poetically, but. 
Yeah, they're sort of, I think, New York City staples. Um, I think as far as last 20 years go, um, they sort of kicked off. Help me, help me this word garage, this, dude. This they kicked garage off, rock yeah, resurgence. Resurgence in like 2001 that then was followed by like, well, they're contemporaries with, but like the killers. And it was around the same exact time. The White Stripes are a little earlier. They're like 99. Um, and then eventually we get the Black Keys and we get like stuff like Mumford and Sons and shit. And the, but hives, I think all, and the, vines, the hives and the vines and, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. And um, the Donnas and all that. And I think that the Strokes were a big kickoff on that. And Is This It is just such a unique album to me. The way it sounds, it's like nothing I've ever heard before. Yeah. I think that they're a band that is on this list because you guys love them more than I would say the majority of people. And, and I think that the Strokes, if I were to pick one band in this tier that I'm not saying doesn't belong, I'm saying if I were to pick one band that if you had pulled everybody, I don't think one person would say the Strokes. And and I think that they're an important band to us and they're an important band to you two specifically. And and it's interesting. It kind of brings back this whole point of what is the greatest American yeah. rock band. And it's, it is an opinion. We're by no means an authority, but we are going to say someone like the strokes because of well that so the way i'm going to defend them is you look at that slice of music history it was a very important time in music history what's what's the years generally uh, 2005 i'm just saying for the yeah so they're still around. we're getting after that we're getting the arctic monkeys we're getting modest all, mouse modest mouse modest we're getting mouse, all these yeah. bands and the reason why that door was kicked open for them in in the wake of bands like fucking Creed and Limp Bizkit yeah. and shit like that, so is it, it's because of the Strokes and agree, yeah. and they were the they were the best band of that that era. Like Jet was up there at the time, but they didn't have the longevity. They didn't have the they didn't have right. what the Strokes have. The Vines also were there in the beginning, not there now. And the Strokes have maintained. And also that album is this it? I think has made multiple top 100 lists of yeah. the greatest albums of all oh, time. Sure. Rolling That's Stones cool has them on the greatest album. So I'm defending it's the great album. I think you have to look at periods of time when it's kind of like looking at basketball players. Like, was he the best basketball player of, of his era in one year of his career? And it's like they were the best band of their genre for multiple years. So and they were MVPs for multiple years yeah. in music. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. To use your same analogy. And I mean, what about bands like um, The Killers and shit like that? Like, I didn't even know where to put them in here because I feel like The Strokes are a little bit bigger than The Killers. Yeah, The are. Killers are so huge. And I forget <laughs> about I forget about how huge this band is yeah, I, until I we see a do. concert and then we're like, holy shit, why? Yeah. We went to, um, we didn't go to, but we saw um, Bottle Rock's announcement and The Killers were the headliners. For are those- The Killers American? Yeah, Las Vegas. They're from Las Vegas. Yeah, Why does he sound like he sings with a British accent? Because that's his thing. <laughs> He's very theatrical. Know. Okay. But, but He's very theatrical. <laughs> no shade on the killers. I love the killers, but he all these things that I've done. He sounds like he's... No, he doesn't sound... <laughs> He sounds kind of like he's doing. You sounded like Timmy G singing a British band. Sorry, <laughs> love you, Timmy G. But shout out to Timmy yeah, G. Shout out to Timmy G. Timmy G. They have um, you guys you have this, this far. You guys have this thing with your Somebody unoriginals cover band where you're doing a British. A no, he. When you're doing a British cover, you no, guys can, like go full British. Oh, with I missed it. Mr. Bright Side. Tell me he doesn't sound British. Come on. That's a Timmy G and Javier thing. <laughs> 
I just want to set this this record straight real quick though. That's a Timmy G and Javier thing. The the drummer for the Unoriginals. They, they have this it? thing where they they love singing songs in a specific accent, and it doesn't have to be the accent the person actually has, but they just have little sticks between the two of them, and so they perform it live, and they do it, and they laugh inside because they just love like <laughs> that they have this little thing between the two of them, and so that's why you mm. probably think that the Killers sound British is because you've heard Timmy G do it, and he says <laughs> Mr. Broit Soid. Like he's like it's he, no Timmy <laughs> Timmy G calls that song Bright Soid. All right, guys, Bright Soid, we're gonna play it. Like, now you're doing like a Jersey. Uh, okay, <laughs> but, sound like John Bon Jovi over there, like Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> More spoilers. Story. <laughs> okay, so now that we're done with tier four, sufficiently done with tier four. I'm gonna recap: Jefferson Airplane, The Strokes, Foo Fighters, Rage Against the Machine, Talking Heads, The Supremes, The Pixies. The Temptations and Boston, and we booted Temptations and Supreme and added Journey, and I might be inclined to add Journey into the Tier 3, um, but I am going to refresh my drink. Me too. Hey, everybody. This is Tom Davis from Radio Keys, and I want you to make sure that you listen to the song Move on Spotify and all streaming platforms everywhere. You can go to RadioKeysMusic.com, and you can listen to it right then, and you can buy our vinyl right there. We love you. Thank you very much. I'm so embarrassed. I had to question if the killers were American. Of course, they're American. They are. They're from Vegas. We decided, right? But come so. on. <laughs> I feel like there's another band in I, that. I don't think we decided they were that, from Vegas. In that realm? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Is Mumford and Sons American or British? I think they're British. I think they're American. Time, to, time to have a little... All right. Okay, drinking, it's a drinking game. All right. It's a drinking game bet. I bet that they are British. I bet that they're not British. I bet they're American. You have to bet they're American. Okay. okay. And uh, they are from London, United yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, drink, Tommy. Oh, take a drink. I was going to say, he does also sing with an accent. So, But the Avet Brothers would probably be the band in that genre, huh. right? That, well, it'd probably be Brian Adams, but he's a dude. He's a dude, yeah. So... I'm trying to think like, of that. Meaning like early he's, he's one person. Brian Adams. I always, Brian Adams. Yeah, not I Ryan Adams. Up. Yeah, Brian Adams was in the uh, who's Robin is, Hood who's boys soundtrack. Which one is woohoo? And someday when you're looking back. That's Ryan yeah. Adams. That's Ryan. Okay. Is it? Yeah, know. it is. Oh, my God. It totally. <laughs> God damn anyway, it. go ahead so and, good at this. and send your hate to at Radio <laughs> Keys Music. Um, I guess in all so your tier three, rage. we're moving on up. We don't have a name for tier three, but there are guys who just aren't quite in tier two. And I think when you hear tier two, you're going to be like, yeah. And it's yeah. mostly the sphere of influence. Bri- Brian Adams is Canadian. Okay. Just FYI. So, but what about Ryan Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which all one right. we're talking about. I didn't mean to about. cut you off. Sorry. So tier three. Um, I The first, and uh, this again, this is in no particular order. I, I feel like... These are influential artists within the sphere of their own um, genre. Is the way I, I kind of looked at yeah, it. Yeah, when you look at this group, you really go, "This is they're very specific to their genre." But I don't think that they are in the greatest conversation because they, they don't, don't, they don't, they don't, they don't eke get, out. They, they don't transcend their genre. genre so they much. don't transcend their genre. Maybe. They don't tra- Ooh, that was uh, nice, they- Tom. Not even transcend. No, just they, like they do don't... transcend their genre because they're like the pinnacle of their genre. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. They, 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 they like, do transcend their they genre, transcend but they're very it, but genre they don't, specific. Yes. They don't bleed yes. outside of their genre. So here, so maybe we'll just call it uh, genre specific. I don't know. 
we're naming and, the and tier and genre guy, specific. And now that I say that, there's one guy who specifically isn't in that category, but it's Bon Jovi. And this one was a little bit of a, is this? A, John Bon Jovi? Yeah, John Bon Jovi. But then I was like Van Halen, but Van Halen's clearly a band. So Oh, that's a good point. So Bon Jovi is also a band. It has. Uh, so Hootie belongs right here is what you're saying. Hootie, dude. Hootie's not in I'm any sure Hootie's of this nice guy. I'm sure Hootie's a nice you guy. He's not a guy, it's a band name. You want to put the Counting Crows in here too? God, Come no, on. I don't want the Counting Crows. <laughs> Spoiler, they're no, not every, on the list. Hey guys, we love the Counting Crows. Um, bon yeah, Jovi, <laughs> Green Day, Blink-182, The Allman Brothers, Pearl Jam, The Ramones, oh, love the Ramones. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and then this one's a little bit of a, uh, a fuckery here because it's the band and they're four fifths Canadian. I think we got. I think we got. <laughs> so they're vast. They're eighty percent Canadian. And but they, they got their start backing up Bob Dylan in America. I think that there's a there's a distinction that needs to be made. If like, are they? Is it the fact that you're born in America or you're like? I I, I consider them an American band. I know they're <sighs> Canadian of. But I mean, their main singer is Levon Helm, it, and he's American. Is it just because they're Canadian, which feels really close to us? Like it's the Seth North Rogans American and band. the, and the <laughs> no. Justin Bieber's, as opposed to like if four of them were British, we'd be like, well, that's a great I mean? point. If if four out of the five I feel of like them with were Canadians, British, we're like, well, they're basically. Hey, American. what continent are they from? <laughs> you know, but the whole band formed in the United States. Like, well, I they formed. Well, they formed that that group of individuals formed. Technically, in in Ontar- I think Ontario or Toronto. I, my, I read this today. My geography too. is horrible, but yeah, I would say they might be disqualified. But uh, if they weren't, I would put them in tier three. The band. I might put them a little higher, but that might just be a personal preference. Yeah, it would but be a person. I mean, personally, for me, I'd have them as tier one. But that's me. But if you if you were yeah if you were to include all the the non-Americans then they'd have some tough competition. So. Formed in Toronto. All right. So 1964. Okay. So Van Halen, The Velvet Underground, and Sublime. Yeah, you you made a great point about genre. Because when I think about the Ramones, Sublime, Green Day, Velvet Underground too, um, Pearl Jam, all those are very, Van Halen. Yeah, they're all very specific. The um, arguable band outside of that Kind Almond of, Brothers? no, the Velvet Underground. Oh, they were hugely influential. No, I mean they're influential, but they're sort of uniquely their own. I don't know, kind of thing. I don't even know what when genre we, when I we would did put our them gold with. They're star, kind of garage rocky. Yeah, when we did our Gold Star episode, um, God, what's the guy's name from Gold Star? I can't. It's remember. really complicated. It's like a German name. <laughs> um, he said Nikolai the two greatest bands of all time were the Beatles and the Velvet Underground because they had very clear like like seedlings that sprung to mm-hmm. two very specific groups of music, like the indie punk yeah. like genre came from Velvet Underground. Whereas like the more, I think they're, you know, I think the Velvet Underground could arguably be a little higher, but they when, could arguably be higher. But when you look at tier two and one, you're kind of like, Oh yeah. Okay. I, I see why they're where they're at. Um, hmm. Bon Jovi for me gets there from uh, record sales, basically alone. Um, I mean, Bon Jovi has sold a ton of records. I feel like I have numbers here. I got got really no opinion either way on that one. Actually, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi was was huge in the 80s. They're They're absolutely ginormous. Yeah, they're huge. Ginormous, too. They're ginormous. (laughs) 
You know, um, I, the, the, this, the band that I think is the funniest on this list, and I don't think they belong. Okay. They're Here's in my here. top 15 bands of all time, but Blink-182. I mean, really? I love this band. They were the biggest band of like the TRL era. Like, If you were going to talk about bands that played on TRL, that whole era of music, they were number one, maybe Green Day, maybe... I'm trying to think of any other bands in that era that would be on this list. I don't think there are. But, I mean, if you're going to put them next to... This is where I wish Elante was here, but I think I'm going to have to step in. I'm going to have to fill he's in. He's going to defend I, so, Blink-182. But I love Blink-182. I know, but I'm going to have to step in for <laughs> their cultural... They're my second concert of all time. I'm going to have to step in for their cultural relevance here. Mm. Um, they were one. They were on the forefront of that pop-punk movement, which gave right. birth to all those... Very fair. ...god-awful bands like uh, Good Charlotte Good and like <laughs> stuff like that. Yes, yes. And this is where I God wish Elante was here because he would sing... Good Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. When I was in high school at my band Azrael, we played with nothing but pop punk bands and emo bands. That's and the biggest thing going. That was happening. Emo is another offshoot and now of it's all reggae. Green Day, Blink 182. <laughs> That's an interesting. I never yeah. thought about that, but and then that, that is goes kind on of the beginning of that branch. Thrat like this uh, screamo, which goes on to. I was thinking of like skater rock is what I would think of it, but pop Avril punk is Levine. more. Yeah, Avril. Yeah. She was huge. They were some forty one. Dude, they were an Orphan band. Glory. That that was the actual. Were, that was the concert. Dude. It was Blink one eighty two, some forty one, and Newfoundland. All American the band Rejects, that gave birth all to all. Oh, I love that. that band. They were great. Jimmy Eat World. Sorry. The band that yeah, we got to stop. All right, the band that gave birth to all of that was the Ramones. Oh, well, yeah. technically Sex Pistols, but they're not American. So the Ramones. I think the. I have a hot take. Okay. Hot if take you, alert. I think the Ramones. I, I know that the Ramones and the Sex Pistols get compared a lot, and I think the Ramones are such more competent musicians than the Sex Pistols. Oh, they, like I think they're so, they definitely are. They're Couldn't so agree more. so yeah. much more competent as musicians, as songwriters. And their songs are so much more fun. Their songs are just better. Like and like their longevity and they last the Sex longer, Pistols. Yeah. The Sex Pistols are incredible, but it's. Yeah, I think it was all about the look, the edge, the attitude. It was I think raw. the Ramones and it was raw. I think they're and being like controversial, you know, like And uh, their album sales at, at their yeah. time. Like the Sex Pistols were fucking talking selling. about the Queen and all this shit. And then the Ramones are actually kind of more more of a cohesive band, I think. And they sound they 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 they're punk rock, but some of their songs sound almost like just like a '50s rock. With they remind me of the Go a lot, or the Go reminds me of them, where it's almost like a '50s rock vibe, but with just like a little bit faster and heavier. Like I feel that's like they it, also you know? they also like gave birth to like the the glam rock kind of. Um, when I say glam rock, I mean um, like, like the, the New like York the T-Rex dolls stuff or T Rex. Like mm. they kind of gave birth to that kind no, of T Rex was out first. Was, okay, so that's yeah. just fair. I wasn't. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was saying more New York dolls. Are they more contemporary seventies like, T Rex and Ramones. But no, they, the Ramones were like mid to late seventies, and T Rex was like early, uh, not early. I think more like well, maybe early to mid seventies. I think mm. T Rex is T Rex American. No, no. Okay. Otherwise, they'd be on this yeah. list. I, I was, I was <laughs> wondering why they wouldn't be on this they list. Would otherwise, for sure fucking love T Rex. Yeah, we love T Rex. We just, yeah, we found their. Uh, are they from recently. England? They are from England. God damn yeah, it! They, the they English have the, have the best bands. They really do. They really do. So, so that being said, 
The Ramones versus Blink-182 and Green Day. I think you could argue that the Ramones are more influential and the Velvet than yeah. both of those two and the Velvet Underground. So you could either say you're moving the Ramones or the Velvet Underground up to tier two mm. or you're going to move Green Day and Blink-182 down to tier four, but Green which Day, I don't think we should do. If you want to talk about longevity with Green Day and the difference between Green Day and Blink-182, and this is why I, I would say this. That's why I would say this about... <laughs> No, that's no, I'm what, serious. What's it like? Who did what first? Okay, so, so Green Day, know. Green Day came out in 93, 94, right? With, well, actually, they came out far before that. I'm going to fact check this, but keep going. So Green Day's Dookie album came out in 1990. Oh, if I was going to guess, I would guess 94, early 94. Um, it might be 93. It was the first one of the first albums I ever owned. But that album 94. was that was the album that blew them up. They became yeah. huge. Still and they, their and they most played, popular album. And they played Woodstock 94. Um, they, they went on and they did like music from 94 all the way to, then they released American idiot and they exploded again and they became this like world famous band. And, and whereas blink 182, they came out, I'm going to say 95, if I were to guess. And, and I know that that sounds like I'm kind of splitting hairs. They came out 95. They yeah. released, um, enema of the state was their biggest album. Uh, that was what blew them up, at least. That was their Dookie yeah. equivalent. And that was like 98. That's the, uh, I, I'm that's guessing. the album cover with the, the, like, the hot nurse. Oh, yeah. is it Jenna Jameson? It's Jen, Jenna okay, Jameson. Well, there you go. The nurse. Yeah. Wait, she's putting the glove no, on. You'll, you'll recognize that's it. Jenna Jameson. Yeah, that's Jenna oh, Jameson. Oh, I've seen that album cover a million times. Yeah. I never made that connection. Yeah, that, that's is that, that is. Is that Jenna Jameson? No. And I'm, I'm it's look definitely Jenna Jameson as Enemy of the State video. Yes. All right. Oh, video, not album cover? Album cover, I believe, too. Mm. I had him in the States on a song, so it's the album. Yeah, album cover. I don't think that's her. I'm positive. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. It's Janine Lindemolder. I was like, Janet like, Jameson and them have a connection then. Maybe she was on the yeah, music video. It's not her. She might have been in the music video. Then. It's possible. Yeah. But anyway, uh, anyway we digress. So that's right. so Enema of the State, like 98. <laughs> what was the year? 97? Um, 99. 99. Okay. Yeah. So they were, they were much later from their, their big, there was five years apart and like they really, the, their peak was Mark Tom and Travis show was the very, very peak. That was a live album. And that was like yeah. 2001. So we're talking a much tighter window versus Green Day is like 94. Then they released American Idiot. Uh, Dude, American Idiot was so huge. This is where I, I wish Alante was here yeah, because Alante is going to tell yeah. you that everything like uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and uh, the Blink-182, the Pink album i forget what it's called um feeling this is what it's called um he's going to tell you that that's like their next generation of stuff and they made the top 10 charts again so i don't know maybe blink 182 deserves to be in this tier now that i'm talking about it i just feel like they gave birth to this entire genre of music that i had to play shows with for 10 years okay i've convinced myself if not you've convinced me as well they're they're in tier three they're in tier three okay i think you might bump the ramones and velvet underground up fair is where i'm at i that's where i'm at and i have one band in europe too that i would argue would be bumped out we'll get there you know what we'll get there it's fine so tier three um sublime was the one that i completely spaced on in this entire list and you were good enough to bring it up yeah sublime is one of my two 
now you just said that fucking Blink-182 made Azrael playing with nonstop punk and emo bands. I blame yeah. Sublime for us only <laughs> playing with white boy reggae bands. Yeah, white reggae. Ever. All That's day. all we... And I'm like, why did this come 20 years later that we're yeah. still doing... Dude, I mean, that maybe it's said, just I the area that we live Sublime. in, California. I love Sublime. But yeah, they, are, they spark this sort of... But the vast majority of bands that are playing in, in our immediate area, in Concord... And the East Bay in general, Reno, Nevada, the vast majority of the bands that we've played with, I should say that we see playing. It's like, there's so many they grew up on reggae Sublime. rock bands. Yeah. They, they came up with Sublime. The millennials they that grew up be, on Sublime. And that's I'm great. guilty of this. Space Monkey Gangsta's, yeah. I would say one of their biggest influences is Sublime. And that's your and old band. That's my, my old band. Yeah, that. sorry. My old band, Space Monkey Gangsta's. Available on Spotify. You guys now. are a little heavier, though. I don't. I wouldn't put you. As so, a if I were going to name one band, it would that was the closest to us was a band called RX Bandits, mm. and they're not going to make any lists. So they're incredible. You should look them up. That's the closest influence to Space Monkey, but Sublime is the the biggest influence in the sense of like the band that I could say one thing and you'd be like, oh, okay, I have an idea of what your band sounds like. It's probably Sublime. Yeah. For, yeah. for Space Monkey. Yeah. And I felt pressured to put this name on. Can we defend Crosby, Stills, and Nash for Tier Three? It's getting to the point. That song <laughs> alone, <laughs> that fucking Judy Blue Eyes Suite alone oh, man. has to get them somewhere because that song is everywhere all the time. I love it. I think you know what song I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I'm um, not a, I'm not super into Crosby, Stills and Nash. I'm not gonna lie. I, yeah. I mean, I'm a, like I've said before, I'm pretty neck deep in music, and there's a lot of these bands where I'm like, yeah, they're they're definitely great, and you can't deny it. But I haven't personally taking that dive yet sorry i was great like song. what part of the song will yeah. you know okay sorry <laughs> that yeah i i don't know that record your dad gave me that record yeah. that's the one where the guy's joe bidening on the back <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> joe bidening means looking out the window yeah the meme of joe biden looking out the window all <laughs> like all suspicious that. and shit yeah yeah, they it might be a little generational, but I think that yeah, I I, I think they deserve a, a seat at the table for this uh I this, think that this whole discussion for sure. Your dad was like this is what like handing me that record and was like, I'll buy you this, which was like, you know, it was like a dollar store. Yeah. I it think was in that Reno and he was like, This is one of the greatest rock and roll records of all time. And I, I think like, that okay. they're a group of three of the best songwriters of a generation of music. Mm -hmm. And 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 in the way that the Beatles are like an incredible, I mean, the Beatles, there's no, I'm not comparing them to the Beatles, but I'm saying that they, they are a group of musicians that all wrote songs that were incredible. They were all good songwriters and they all wrote great music together. And, um, it, it should almost be, it's kind of like three individual. Are they yeah. like the traveling Wilbur? Wil Wil no, they don't count. No. They don't count because they were so short lived and they also had people from all over the world. Well, but I'm saying, globe. would they be more like they're not a considered super no, they're not a super group. No, because Crosby group. Stills and Nash they were Crosby Stills Nash and Young for a short time and then was, they were Crosby Stills and Nash for like forever, right? Was Young like, on there first? I thought he was Did he come later? I think he came yeah. later. I, 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 I don't know later, that for not, sure. Yeah. I wouldn't bet my life. I think on they were it. Crosby Stills and Nash and then they became Crosby Stills Nash and Young and then they went back to it. Yeah. I think if I were to say that's that That's why I think that's why I left him off. I couldn't I don't know the timeline specifically because like I said I'm not I haven't taken that dive yet. Yeah. But so, all right, we're defending Crosby, Stills and Nash. So basically what you're saying is they were like um, a collection of great songwriters. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like when you have Steph Curry and Kevin Durant on the same basketball team for yeah. 
a period of time. There was some pretty iconic yeah. songs. They also did um, Our House is a Very, Very, Very Fine House. That's like a David Crosby song. The, uh, I think, no. Graham Nash. It's a Graham Nash song. It's about Joni Mitchell, I think. Yeah. All anyway. Right. So, and then we're, I think Van Halen has to be on there. They, they're pretty much, other than one other band I'm going to talk about, um, maybe two other bands, depending on your definition, uh, kind of peaked with the 80, they're yeah. the, the, the pinnacle of the 80s metal genre mm-hmm. with the, the virtuoso electric guitar, yeah. the, the lyricism that might be lacking in depth, but isn't lacking in party fun stuff. Yeah. Like that's kind of what 80s metal is. It's just, yeah. um, what's the word? It, it's like uh, having too much of something. They're also, they're also all kind of um, uh, really impressive players. Like I remember. No, that's what I'm saying. The virtuoso. virtuoso. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I remember like uh, when I was first starting to get into when I was first starting into music, but, but I remember you, we were like teenagers and you played hot for teacher for me. And you were like, this is like one of the hardest songs to play. And I don't know if that was like, true. I think I showed you eruption and said it was one of the hardest. Oh, songs that would to make play. more sense. It's probably, hot for teachers it's probably really eruption into uh, girl. You really got me now. Yeah. Cause that's the way that the, the album goes. It's just that's kind crazy. of the two songs. And I remember being like, Oh my God, all, everyone's doing a hundred miles an hour. Well, so it's like just, every it's musician. just Eddie Van Halen so playing just a ridiculous solo. Oh, and he, and he yeah. like introduces, yeah. and this I, no, comes. I, I think I'm talking about Hot for Teacher. This comes to the innovation. Everybody's oh, it is Hot for Teacher. Everybody's doing yeah. crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah drums, the drummer's going dude, crazy. Dude, the drums are sick in that song. Everyone's crazy in that song. Dude, I uh, I remember um, I, it was literally like the scene from Back to the Future, where it was the first time I ever heard Eruption. It was. It came on my alarm clock. You know how we used to have alarm clocks. Oh, and it would just play and, the radio. Uh, it would just play the radio. It would just yeah. play the and radio. It, <laughs> uh, that's how uh, I heard about Sublime too. I've like what I got kept coming on the radio, and I was mine, like, oh, mine was uh, Dave Mira's BMX video game. It was what I got, yeah. and it was the song for the first video for the first level of the video game, and I fell in love with the band. But anyway, so yeah, Eruption came on and woke me up, and I was just like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so insane, and I still can't play that shit to this day. So there you go. Yeah, um, so Van that's Halen, why I put Van Halen in, th- in tier three. Eddie Van Halen played guitar on all the Michael Jackson stuff too. Yeah, he did. He did. Which huh. is, um, I mean, not really part of the band, but I put worth, Allman Brothers up there because I feel like their songs are just. This and might be more of a me thing. I don't shout know. Shout out. I put, no, I, I maybe it is a personal thing. I fucking I, love. I, I thought Allman the Allman Brothers, Brothers could be a little higher, but. But they're they're not better than Leonard Skinner, and they I, they're the same genre. Right? I don't mm. think they're important I, enough I even to the history of music, to. if that makes sense. And 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 we're talking about tier three or tier two, I think is what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And so, I mean, put that in perspective. They're a good band, but don't get me wrong. But I don't they're think that they have band. Band. Oh, love, they're a great band, them. but they don't they don't have the historical like that. I feel like the bands in tier two that you're gonna see. Yeah. are, are going to be like, you're going to look at it and be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And, and and I feel like if you could say that, then they do belong in tier three. So, And just real quick, shout out to Seth Chapala, who said Van Halen in my comment. I mean, he's wrong, but yeah, for sure. But shout out. Seth, Seth Chapala. Oh, he would say Van Halen. No, he's saying, he's, saying, he's saying in terms of virtuosity, there's no one who's close. And that's probably true, unless you're counting like bands like fucking Sticks or something, where you're like, they're doing all this weird shit that I can't contemplate right now. He says Van Halen hands down. Yeah, well, that's Ooh. hands down not true, Seth. Love you, buddy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, so I kind of picture the Almond Brothers as a little bit of a little brother band to Leonard Skinner because I feel like they're in the same genre. Interesting. And uh, they just weren't quite 
as influential and well like widespread and then i also said pearl jam as obviously a little brother to nirvana who we keep teasing but we'll get to <laughs> yeah we'll get there. And, we're gonna uh, say nirvana i promise yeah but pearl jam is clearly not as influential as nirvana so they can't be in the t- same tier as them in my mind i don't yes. think they're close and, and and that's more of a statement of nirvana than it is pearl jam yeah but i, I just yeah so um we can look over this list. I think we touched them all. Are we ready to move on to the next? I think we're ready for tier two, which oh, does have a fun. name. What's the name, Stu? Just short. I I don't know why uh, I came up. <laughs> you almost got it. Yeah, it's the guy with the it's a that one uh, insurance commercial with the guy with the dollar bill fishing on the pole. Fishing pole. Oh, you almost had it. <laughs> um, and honestly, any of these guys could be. We could bump them up into tier one, but I just don't feel like once you hear it, and we've been saying this, this is like the rain joke, once you hear tier two, you can't <laughs> even put them in there. Well, like, once like you there's... hear tier one, you can't put these guys in here, I feel yeah. like. There's maybe one band that I could think of, nah, two maybe on this list. In tier two that you would move to tier one? Yeah. Ooh, I, I'm curious what yours are, because I, I know mine. I have one maybe. All right, can I read them? Yes. Yeah. Okay, tier two. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Guns N' Roses, Leonard Skinnerd, Credence Clearwater Revival, The Doors, The Grateful Dead, and Fleetwood Mac. It's a good list, too. It's a damn good list, right? It's really good. Those are all bangers. Those are all all bangers. bangers. They're all bangers. Yeah. It's it's a good one. So, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They are the only ones that do what they do. And they've done it for 30, 30 years. years. Yeah. And there's no one who even touches them. But who like the reason why I didn't put them in tier one is just a simple fact of their influence. Like mm-hmm. what band has been like fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers, bro. And then they and then they started this whole like like procession of more bands that sound like red hot chili peppers mm, they're just there just isn't that there's yeah. like red hot chili peppers they do rap they don't do rap sorry they do like rock music which almost has like a rap feel to they're it but funk. it's not they're funk they it's came funky. out they came out as a funk and a punk band in the 80s like it's that was funky, that was who they were but it's not funk. they were they were Pure funk in in, no. in the in the eighties. No, they're not. They're yes. funky. They're yes. not pure. They were funk. a funk band. No, Earth, Wind, and Fire and is pure funk. Parliament Funkadelic. Parliament is a, Funkadelic yeah. is pure okay. funk, and they're from, not from Cincinnati, pure right? Funk. Where are they at? Oh yeah, shit! We, we is Tower this. Power American? Oh, they're definitely they're Bay Area. Yeah, yeah they're definitely not. Blast. They're not on this list. They're not on the list. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But no, they they were a funk band. They were yeah. they were a, a well, funk band. Well, just because Flea was funk. No, no, no. Listen to their old stuff, like. What old stuff? What old stuff are okay, we going to listen to where we're like, oh shit, this is like Parliament. <laughs> um, Sir Psycho Sexy. The song Sir Psycho Sexy is what I would pick as listen to this band and listen to how funky they dude, are. Dude, they, they were out in fucking 90. No, dude. 80, Mother's 88. Milk came out in 89. Yeah, 89. Mm. The Mother's Milk. Dude, they were Red Hot Chili Peppers. Their self-title was 84. Yes. Jesus. Yes, Jesus. they're way older yeah. than you think. And that's the thing about well, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Well, they were babies peppers. when they started. So you see what, pictures wait, what of them? song is they're, this? Uh, Sir Psycho Sexy is what I'm picking. What album is it? I think it's on Mother's Milk. I, I, I don't know. Uh, we can spend some more time to look it up. But they came out as a funk band. They came out as like a... Uh, a funk and rock band, funk rock band, whatever you want to call it, and then they they really 
hit their stride with um, uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, yeah, which was, was like what, 92? 91, okay. Yeah, so Blood what Sugar Sex first, Magic. What was their first big single off Blood Sugar Sex Magic? Like Under what? the Bridge? Wow, really? That was on, oh, the, that's way earlier than I thought. Soul to Squeeze is on that album too. Yeah. No, and, Under the Bridge um, is the first one I remember hearing I think it's the Under radio. the Bridge was I the can't first. believe Under the Bridge came out in 91. That's yeah. incredible. It seems way early. I might bump them up to tier one. Dude, I would have guessed oh like 98. Like, like, so that, is such, that has such longevity, cultural impact, relevance. The, the one place they're lacking is innovation, I feel like. It's the one place they're lacking. Oh. Not not sorry not innovation influence, influence my bad the other I word influence is the one place because no one there's not a there's not a, a genre of red hot genre of bands that yeah. came out of them people just are just like cool and then they just move on to like Blink One Eight Two and sound like that but I think that there there's some like even like punk and like sublime style bands that would say Red Hot Chili Peppers are one of their most influential bands. They're, they're kind of in that vein, even though they're not directly a, a part of that genre. I think yeah. that they're, they're an influential band. Dude, I feel like we're going to be doing this with every single Yeah, well, that's what here. Tier 2 is. And I yeah. think that that's the difference between Tier just 2, short. Tier just two short. and Tier 3 is exactly the hey, difference. Just short. All right, Guns N' Roses. Uh, I think they're too short as a band. And that's why they're not in the in a in a higher tier. I think tier two is as high as you could put GNR. You have to. They can't go higher. But they're they were they were kind of the Nirvana precursor, the band that kind of helped kill the eighties, but still were like eighties enough to yeah, have everyone love like, them. Yeah. But they also were like snotty enough and like, man, fuck fuck the eighties. I don't know that that maybe that's just me, but I feel like they and also their songs are just transcendent. Like mm-hmm. their music is just so transcendent. Well, um, like Welcome to the Jungle is it Appetite Paradise for Destruction? City. Yeah, Appetite for Sweet Destruction. Whole album. I'm gonna let you finish. Was Appetite Destruction? <laughs> <laughs> hey, just real quick, shout out to Rob Kent for saying GNR when 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 I, on my comment three years ago. Also, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, 18 million copies sold, good for 13th. Such Holy a shit. what an incredible album that is! Though. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you listen to go back and listen to that album, and, it, and it's yeah. just it is the most important album of that year. Where they fall short is longevity. Yes, and, longevity and slightly innovation. They 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 were the pinnacle of that genre. You would say no. I felt like they were. I felt like Van Halen was the pinnacle of eighties metal. I feel like they were like post 80s metal they were like Interesting. just barely between they Nirvana and Van Halen like mm. they were like are they late 80s they're late 80s, late 80s mm. early 90s yeah. okay and they had like what like three records I don't and know like, but it's something <laughs> like that yeah let me double check that but well I think that you'll it's a Chinese democracy is a new album that came out from it took them, a million years but to it took out. like 20 years so that, that I wouldn't even count that as one like one of the albums they released I mean they're basically just appetite for destruction, appetite for destruction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what an incredible album though to get our lives two. came out after and um, patience was on that one so that was one great song off that and then uh, Use Your Illusion, uh, 1 and 2, The Spaghetti Incident, and then finally fucking Chinese Democracy came out in 2008, 15 years after The Spaghetti Incident. So we have Guns N' Roses solidly in Tier 2. Oh, Andy Martella also said Guns N' Roses. Um, they're great. Leonard Skinnerd is the next one on the tier. I would argue that they are a huge 
influence on uh, I I this word is so loaded but modern country and I don't mean fucking whoever's winning CMAs I mean yeah. like Chris Stapleton yes. Sturgill Simpson like all all of those guys have, have, well, to have like that, a huge and we influence hate, of CCO and they uh, hated sorry, uh, Skinner they specifically hated that term southern rock but they embody the perfect marriage between country, blues, and rock. Yeah. Like, they are that band. Yeah. That, in, that encompasses that perfectly. And who doesn't love that? Like, mm-hmm. who doesn't love Sweet Home Alabama? Who doesn't love that style of music? Steps, and Chris yeah. Stapleton, like you're saying, Chris Stapleton basically sounds like um, Leonard Skinner with a little bit more blues yeah. vocals. Like, Ronnie Van Zandt's just, voice. Well, just insane yeah, vocals. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Just the most insane Chris vocals Davidson I've ever heard. Just came out head. with new record, by the what way. What they also, yeah, shout out yeah. that. By the way, um, I'll, I'll really quick, I'll separate. When I said modern country, I'd like to separate. I think the word that I would use for everybody at the CMAs or whatever you want to call it would be pop country, right? Yeah, yeah the, absolutely. So the cold jeans. I think that's and the, that's the genre. Cold beer, <laughs> cold jeans. That's I think pop the, country. The genre that you're you're saying that they created was Southern rock. Yeah. I think that they, they, they created Southern rock. That's, yeah. you know, 38 special. Well, they, and that's like all of those kind of bands. They hate that term. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Or they, sorry, they hated in the past. Yeah. You but said yeah, that you look previous. at Marshall Tucker band, you look at Almond Brothers, you look oh, at, Marshall, like you said, 38. Yeah. Dude, I love Marshall Tucker. Band. Southern oh, rock. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a style of music. Yeah. It's a style of rock and roll. And they are, I don't want to say that they're the innovators. I'm going to say they're the most important band in that genre. Yeah, so out of so the next one, which is kind of a fun, my favorite, arguably, my favorite, arguably tier one material. I I'd argue disagreed barely. Mm, interesting. But the next one's Creedence Clearwater Revival. I would move them into tier one, um, just on. Just on how many number one hits they had alone. I'm I'm making shit up with number one, but how many recognizable Just, yeah. hits they have alone? Like I think so many. The key is 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 the word American. Proud Mary, fucking come on. I think that the, the they key didn't is, write Proud Mary though. The key is Proud oh wait, didn't did Tina Turner cover did Proud Turner? Mary? Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. My didn't mistake. Turner... I apologize to the I audience. I think they covered it. Well, I'm embarrassed if you think I'm Proud wrong. Mary or Ike and Tina. I think Ike and Tina covered it. Ike and Tina cover it and they yeah. sped it up, which yeah. makes song it by, arguably a way better song. But like, yeah, Proud Mary, no, right. fucking do, yeah, they they wrote the song. Yeah, the CCR. On the corner. I when when Tom first brought up, I'll say I've changed. I've sort of changed my mind now. And one of the bands in Tier One, I would I would like say is the number the greatest American band. However, my my knee jerk instinct when Tom was like, Oh, greatest American. I was like, CCR, right? That was my yeah. thought. And that's just probably my opinion. The reason why I, think I just it's think they're so prolific. Well, they were a big part of Americana. Yeah. And I think that when people think of an American band, they think of Americana and then think of an American style rock and roll band. And the music they have, the sound that they have is, is very American. Yeah. And versus like we talk about the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and the Who as rock yeah. bands. And there are American bands that play like those bands. And then there are bands that play like 
credence and 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 mm-hmm. and that's an american style i think leonard skinner is an american style rock and roll band mm-hmm. you listen to leonard skinner's songs you go this is an american band yeah you listen to other song other bands that are in the top five that we have in our, in our top tier i should say um are you mean tier two no but you, oh. if you listen to bands in the top tier yeah you can go oh this could be english band or it could be an american band it's not necessarily a definitive yeah. american band mm-hmm. and i think that that's why you think of credence as like a a top tier band and they're definitely on that true contenders just short um list. I, yeah i put them true contenders just short and the main reason for me um was longevity they were around for i think three years but so many hits so in many three years yeah they were I only around for three years as a band that makes them more impressive Dude, to me i would like to formally <laughs> retire as a musician are you kidding me they can't sorry for no, they're four pre- years. You're they, right. That's Credence still Clearwater. Credence Clearwater. Like in ten years. Jesus. Credence Claw. <laughs> yeah. Credence Clearwater. Self-titled was sixty-eight and Pendulum. Dude, that's two years. No, sorry. Mardi Gras was their last one. That's seventy-two. So four years. That's maybe unbelievable. Three. Um, and that's their peak. I mean, Willie and the Poor Boys was fucking... We have that fun. vinyl. It's yeah, a, great a great record. record. Can we get a shout out from El Cerrito, California? Yeah, from El too, Cerrito. By the way, like Bay Area. Oh, from um, El Cerrito. For great. me, the thing, the reason why and it's not, it's kind of fucked because it's not even in our criteria, mm. is they had like, in my opinion, they had one sound that they sort fucking of like an ACDC. nailed. Yeah, yeah like ACDC, yeah. like one sound, same drum beat. I don't disagree. Same chords. Like they did that awesome, but mm-hmm. they didn't have like this breadth of, of imagination and, and that a lot of other bands have in terms mm-hmm. of their songwriting style. Mm-hmm. And that's my opinion because I, I think when you hear some of these other bands, uh, God, we got to drink every time I say that, but... Everyone at yeah. home has to drink too at this point. Unless you're driving and then... Yeah, don't dr- don't drink and drive. But drink so, when you get home. I think... So that being said, I think that they're firmly in tier two. I think that they're one of the greatest, one of the top ten definitely greatest bands of all time uh, in America. Yeah. American bands of all time. All right, so next up we have The Doors, which I might have shoehorned into tier two because I fucking... Love the doors. No, they deserve every second of I it. I think they do. I think they're they're really special. And I think just the sort of legacy of Jim Morrison along with the uh solo artists like Jimi Hendrix, uh Janis Joplin, all those like young, you know, died yeah. young but got so much yeah. accomplished in that short amount of time. And also like the icon idol. Yeah, the icon yeah. idol, the sort of the mystique, the sort They of, check all the boxes. They check yeah. every box that you have. Che- and also except for longevity because he yeah. died at twenty seven. Also with raw data, I'm pretty sure they were one of the best selling bands of their era until he whipped it out in Miami or whatever. Although apparently he didn't. So I I don't know. You think he he did? did. Well, Radio Keys episode was that you guys talked Uh, about that. I remember that was on the podcast. Oh, it's uh, we talk about stuff that happened on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good episode. It was. So if you're listening at home, you can, you can go back to that episode and listen to (laughs) everything about that. We can move on. You talk about longevity um, out of all of the, Monthly listeners, and I know that's kind of a shit um, model to follow, like that's monthly listeners on Spotify, mm-hmm. but out of all of these artists we just talked about, they're the lowest out of all of them. No, no, no. Grateful Dead is. Well, we haven't got to them sorry, yet. Sorry, 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 sorry. 
So eight point seven eight point seven seven million um for the doors, which is still a fucking shit ton. But for me, the doors they they were I'm not sure that there are a ton of bands that came after the doors that are like we're trying to be like the doors. Mm. We're organ driven. I was gonna say organ driven is really specific. Crazy lyrical yeah. driven. Yeah. Like they were, so I don't know. They kind of have the same thing as Red Hot Chili Peppers, where I'm not sure that they have that same sphere of influence. Hmm. Kind of where I'm at. They kind of just did their. Well, again, I think Jim Morrison was so unique. Yeah. That he's one of my influences. I'll I'll put that out there, but I ain't shit compared yeah. to the other bands. And his list, sort of so. like obsession with poetry and I don't know. There's. Yeah, and there's the something occult there. and like that kind of shit. He yeah. they they did inspire like inspire who the fuck am I inspire like more like metal sounding shit. I mean Black Sabbath is obviously and Jimi Hendrix to a certain extent are obviously like the precursors to metal, but the Doors aren't that far off in terms of like their yeah. their when it comes to innovation. I think that's where their biggest thing is. Is their sound? Their, yeah. yeah, they have an experimental sound. They have a, a very poetic with rock like. Oh, he does spoken word. They have in the a middle of like twelve minute songs. Instrumentation. The killer awoke before dawn. He put his shoes on. All that stuff is like. They have a different instrumentation. They're lacking a bass player. They have a keyboard player instead. Like there's this. They're they're different. They're different than most any other bands for the rest of this yeah. list. You could argue that they're like borderline prog in turn. Like oh yeah, precursor for prog. And like I said, also with their dark uh lyricism they're a precursor for some metal acts but I, I have them firmly too. planted in tier two i couldn't bring myself to bring them to tier one even though i love them the most out of all the american hmm. bands i love them the most and that, is this your favorite that, american? that's my favorite american your, band. your personal yeah. favorite american so that that's like that's an interesting thing to say though like yeah. what your favorite versus like so what the, the greatest is. So speaking of cults the, and spoiler alerts, the next one is the Grateful Dead. Sorry, that was a spoiler. Yeah, the next I'm one is the I'm surprised they don't Dead. have more monthly listeners because where are all the Deadheads? Dude, and they're this small is but mighty. Let me tell you, the Grateful Dead is my argument why Fish isn't on this list. Is okay. because the okay. Grateful Dead is okay. already on it. Shit. <laughs> well, Fish could be an honorable mentions. I didn't even fucking think about. I thought that. of Fish. Fish While we were talking, and I there. can't remember why, but I, I I couldn't name a fish song for you. Um, but they have a huge following in America, so I think they're part of the conversation. But I don't think they're. I think the Grateful Dead walked so that fish could run, as the kids say. Yeah. You know what <laughs> hey, I mean? so. shout out to Clement, your friend from college that said the doors. Clement, uh, yeah, Clement. Clément. Your French friend from from college. Remember what Francois says about French? You just barely say it. Clément. <laughs> Clément. Clemo, Clemo, like barely said, yeah. Yeah, so, so he, he said that. <laughs> so the Grateful Dead are also on tier two. Um, they have a surprising two point nine million listeners, almost a quarter of the next highest on the list, or a little over a quarter of the next highest on the list of the Doors at eight point seven million monthly listeners on Spotify. Again, very shitty metric for deciding this, but it's just you you look at it in terms of apples to apples, like. They were both playing around the same time, and now the Doors are getting 8.7 million listeners, and the the Dead are getting 2.9. So it's 
it's a little bit apples to apples. Like, it's not like we're talking about Blink-182 and The Doors. We're talking about two bands that were around at the same around time. At the same time. So you would assume the same people from that generation that would listen to it and then yes. new people like us that are going to listen yes. to it. Yeah. You know what I think is interesting about or like the Grateful Dead specifically is if you go like on Sirius's, um, Sirius's, Sirius channel, um, <laughs> that... The Grateful Dead channel. If you listen to oh, it, do they have their own channel? Yeah, they have their own channel. They've had their own channel for a long time, and they've just they've held their own channel for a long time. It's all. I don't. I but think if we you don't listen, listen to it, it, it's all live. Shit. It's all live. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Mean to ruin what you're no, say. no, you're totally right. It's all live. It's all Spoiler alert, Emily over the here. The thing I'm about sorry. the Dead's, it, it was all about getting the bootleg recordings, and like I went to the show and I recorded it, and then this is what you're listening to now, and I don't ever want to listen to that. I, I no. so just shout out, not shout out. Shame forever for anybody that holds up a cell phone and records a concert. I hate that. And the reason why is because you're taking away from the concert goer, and then also you're taking away from anybody that has to watch that video later on because yeah. no one wants to listen to those recordings. Like the Grateful Dead are so great as like a studio band, and and I wish people would listen to their studio recordings more. And it bums me out that the Grateful Dead album, I mean, sorry, the Grateful Dead channel is all live recordings or mostly live recordings. When their their studio albums are so fire, it's like, dude, they're so good. Make a go ahead, make a thirty second video of yourself at the concert, watching the video, post it to your story, get that clout, whatever. Totally. But if you're sit, dude, hit record, put it in your pocket, dude. Like nobody wants to no watch one, your row. 500 yeah like video dude, footage of somebody with, at dude, a concert I am so with you on dude, this one can we just shame everybody yeah. just anybody who's put listening your phone right away now at the concert put your goddamn phone away yeah. and just be part of the experience put your phone away do your snapchat and get on with it all right moving on we got fleetwood mac baby who has had a resurgence no well they which had is a, why i think they're in tier two they had a spotify resurgence because of that viral video of the dude with the cranberry juice uh, skating Love it. And ever it's since that, needed. so check it out. It's a great video. Object, I love objectively, it. it's, very it's a great peaceful. video. <laughs> they have more monthly listeners than the Beatles. Right now. Right now. Yeah, right 25 now. Million. 25 yeah. million. And, and that, that's going to settle. That's going to settle. Rumors is a great record. It is. It's such a great record. It's a great that record. That is the 11th greatest selling record of all time. I believe it. Yeah. You don't, I, 20 million Mac, sold. They sneak up on you. Um, yeah. I, I do think outside of rumors, I'm not sure. I think that that was their one great album is what I will say. And I mean, that's, I'm saying that as a big Fleetwood Mac fan. Yeah. Are you? I'm not talking shit. I'm just fan? saying, okay, what's their other record that you love, Tom? I'm saying, what's their other record? Emily is a Exa- great fan. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> their rumors Sorry, I'm, is, I'm playing with rumors you. is they're like this perfect record, but... It's definitely what was it the number whatever. The next one's Tango in the Night. Tango. Ten yeah. years later. Sorry, they had Tusk. Yeah, don't come at me with. Oh, I know. I love other Fleetwood Mac albums. It's like rumors. I the think Tusk one. is the greatest Fleetwood Mac Tango album ever. Tango in the Night is underrated. <laughs> so Fleetwood Mac obviously has a, a bevy of great songs. And um, I would argue, like you, what you said about CCR, where like they found this one or, or the ACDC this one thing, sound. this one sound. Fleetwood Mac's all over the place. Like they have that one um, Never Going Back Again song that's like all this intricate guitar playing. It sounds like fucking Casey and Clayton or something like that. And then they have this kind of dreamy like dreams or something like that. They're just all over the place. And then that song that I was going to do with the chain with Overland is like 
almost like it's not it has like, like a, a western feel to you it. Don't love me now. You don't love me now. Never love me again. Yeah, but like the the, the is saying yeah, but their it's almost band, like kind of uh, dark and yeah. like it's almost like a metally sound to it. So like they're all over the map with their genre and songwriting. I would argue, which is really impressive. So to me. would you put them in tier one? No, not hard. No. No. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Anyway, let's take one more break. I'm going <laughs> to run and grab another drink, and uh, then we'll come back for tier one. All right, we're back again. So now, without further ado. Back to the business. Now that we've tier digressed. One, tier one. The true contenders for the greatest American are we saying band? American you, band of all time? It is a band. We've been very specific about a band. Yeah, would you not say the rock top? band, though. We're just saying band. Oh, but they're they're you, all you. rock bands, but American band. I would say Would you American say the band. top five American rock bands of all time? I in, would say in no particular order, maybe? In no particular this order. This is in no particular order. We might have our own opinions about which is which. But I'm going to go ahead and start off with who I think is excuse me, the least... Oh, interesting. Likely contender for the actual greatest band. I'm okay. going to actually I'm going to actually rank this. You're going to rank these and you, oh, and you can argue with me. Y'all can argue with me. I think you came out with a great top 5, so I'm curious how you think it ranks. And I think we agree on number 1. Number 5, and this is actually not the order I'm going to go in. Number 5, I'm going to say Aerosmith. I agree. At number 5. Yeah. From from your five that you have yeah, here. From I the agree. five that I have here, the five left. I'm sorry, Tom, I know it's your favorite band. I disagree. I'm gonna uh, let you on finish. this. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> oh, no. Aerosmith is the greatest American rock band of all time. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's not a hot take. Um, I, I'm not gonna agree with this order, but I agree with these five. I, yeah. I like these five. I like these five too. So let's talk about Aerosmith then. Let's just do it since we're at okay. Five. Yeah. My first concert of all time. I'm 12 years old, and it's Aerosmith and uh, Collective Soul had uh, opened for them. Right after the song December came out, it was a big song. Sorry, what year is this? Um, 90s. How old did I say it was? I was 12. 12. You're 12. So it's so six is when that would be. Okay. So, so 96. It was right it. after the um, Get a Grip album had come out for, for Aerosmith. Yeah. And I knew every word to every song that was sung at that is concert. Is this peak Armageddon? Like, this is way before oh, Armageddon. Armageddon. Oh, yeah. before. Way before. before Armageddon. We're talking, we're talking like, what, 98, 99? We're talking Get a Grip album is like crazy, living on an edge, crying. Yeah. Um, uh, Eat the Rich is on that album. There, there's a bunch of songs. The, the, it's a great album. And, and the album before that was Pump, and that was a great album. And that was a, gener- that was a generation of Aerosmith that was... 25 years after they had started as a band. And this so is why I think I they belong say. on this tier is because they had two they Hall were, of Fame careers. Absolutely. Yeah. And they had two Hall of Fame careers. And, and, yeah. and, I, and I meant to say that about uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers too, because I feel like they had two Hall of Fame careers a little closer together, but they were definitely two different but style they're, bands. They're above Red Hot Chili Peppers they are, based they are. on what? Um, I think that they are because of uh, cultural significance. I think because of uh, ooh, sales would be an interesting. Sales is know. up. Yeah, they yeah. are. They are. They um, do have more sales. I, I, I didn't look at that number. Of they are I said the, that. the ninth highest selling band of all time. I also and that's of all holy bands. Shit. They're the ninth, ninth highest selling, band including of all time. the Beatles and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I think that Aerosmith is one of those bands that people sleep on in the top five. I think that a lot of people would 
not say Aerosmith in the top five, but when you said Aerosmith, they would go, oh, okay, yeah, that that it, that makes sense. Well, you also play their greatest hits, and it's just like Stu was saying about the Grateful Dead. You're like, oh, I know all these songs. But their first greatest hits album came out in the 70s. That's crazy. Like, and that's before you had this living, uh, loving an elevator. Their self-titled album like, came out in '73. Yeah, and Holy don't want to miss a thing was their most popular song by a hundred million plays. It's a great song. When did that too. come out? And I don't want to miss a thing. Oh, that was like 1998. I was going to say, I remember that song on the radio nonstop. That was 25 years between their self-titled debut and Don't Want to Miss a Thing. 25 years. Wow. And they had a number one hit for, what, like five months? I remember we were listening now, like, uh, what is it? Z95.7. Oh, no. Z95.7. That was in Concord, California. Shout out. Um, It was like today's hit music. And every night we would hear like the top 10 most popular songs. This is the world. Not like now where it's like Lil Yachty has like the most fucking popular song on Spotify. And then like maybe John Mayer has a fun song that came out. This was like very radio specific this was right. back in the day where radio so it was, was like shaggy and you didn't get to pick <laughs> back in the day it was like this is what we're playing for right. you and this is what people are requesting through the request line right so maybe it's similar but it i think it's a little different and um i don't want to miss a thing was number one i remember as a oh, kid yeah. listening to that for months it was but not that's not even yeah. the top i mean you could say i don't want to miss a thing is is in, is in the top 10, but it's not in the top five greatest Aerosmith songs of all time. No, it is. It's number one. I don't agree. Well, no, you're talking most, about, you're talking about Spotify plays. plays. It has the most but I'm plays. talking about, okay, so Walk This Way is a greater song, right? Oh, uh, Sweet Emotion, I think, is a greater song. I don't You, you, you can go oh, into a bunch. Yeah, okay, good. well, then we're just going to disagree. But yeah. but there there were so many songs before that song ever came out that, that were would, huge. That would fill up a greatest hits album, and you wouldn't yes. even need to include that to of to, course. To conclude a greatest hits album. And as we mentioned earlier, they collaborated with Run DMC and basically created rock rap too. So there's That's that too. Definitely. Yeah. A, it is, was a pivotal yeah. moment in it music history. It was Walk History. This Way, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I remember. And then they break through a wall or something yes, in the video. Exactly. Okay. Got it. Got, <laughs> the, it, got the, it. The idea, the, the, the idea <laughs> of the music video was that they were in two different apartment buildings. They were breaking the wall. And it was the, the rappers and it was oh. the rockers. And they were playing rock music and they were playing rap music and they were both playing too loud. And then they kicked in the music, kicked in the door, and then they played together. What and that was that way? was what the whole music video And thanks to them, we was. got Limp Bizkit. Thank you, so there, Thank well, you, got, Aerosmith. What's the Eminem song where he samples, uh, is it Aerosmith? Sing with us, sing yeah. for the yeah, yeah. Air, yep. sing for the yeah. So I think he also performed, am I wrong that he performed at the VMAs with Aerosmith? He performed for sure with Dido. I don't know if he for that stand song. Yeah, performed. Okay. Okay. So are we ready to move on to to my next one on the oh, list? Oh, can I say one last thing oh, about yeah. Aerosmith? Um, Steven Tyler's kind of like the American Mick Jagger. Oh my god, oh, he so is. That's right? a really good comp. I like that's that. A really good comp. I, when I was younger, I'm talking younger, like Very twelve. Femin- I used to get I used to get them mixed up. So I, that's always kind of stuck with me. But yeah, sort of like that gender bending. Yeah. Um, sort of outrageous, flamboyant. Um, bringing crystals, everywhere. giant mouths yeah. thing. Bunch of <laughs> bunch of scarves, the mouths, but yeah, bunch of sure. scarves on the microphone. Yeah, like, just yeah, yeah, but not in a glam rock way. In in like a 
a diff more in like a T-Rex way than like a, a Twisted Sister way, if that yeah. makes sense. So okay, the so next one I answer. have, and this one is uh, 3A, 3B to me. Um, the next one I have is Nirvana. Yeah. I have it just below the next act we're going to talk about. And Nirvana for me, they, I, they came out very late in terms of all these other bands we're talking about. Like they didn't come out in the sixties, seventies, or they, they were in the eighties, but they weren't influential in the eighties. Right. They were influential for two and a half years in the nineties. So quick. And that was fucking it. But that was the most important two and a half years maybe in, in, in rock and history. roll history. Maybe in music since history. the yeah. 90s, yes. I, I think. I since mean, the Beatles, it was the most influential time in, in rock music. Because yeah. thanks to... things. So we talked a lot about, like, we teased Nirvana this whole episode. And we talked about this death knell to the 80s. And this death knell to, like... Hair metal. To not just hair metal, but, like virtuoso show off. I, I don't want to sound condescending when it's I say this. It's overproduced too though. Like in the studio it's like really produced. It's, it's produced but it's also like I have to have this level of chops as a musician to be famous. I have oh, to be Boston. I have to be Journey. I have to be Van Halen. Van Halen, yeah. Now we have power chords two, three power chords in a song, a questionably talented singer who's yeah. screaming into the microphone with pure or kind of murmuring fury yeah. and these lyrics that don't make any fucking sense. But if you read them, they kind of, they kind of give you this feeling of you. insecurity and like, what is he, what is he saying to me? And, it, and it worked. And all of a sudden 80s, 80s metal and everything that I mentioned before was dead overnight. That was completely gone now. Yeah. They, you, that, if you did that now, you look like such a tool. You well, look like I, such a dork. I hate so I hate how overused this this uh, phrase is, but the voice of a generation. Yes. I feel like Kurt Cobain was yes. the voice of this I 90s think generation. That's absolutely that's fair for... Yeah. for that comparison though. everyone he said is. oh my god i feel seen well they didn't say that because they weren't gen z but they <laughs> they did you know they went oh this is this is what i like i don't you know yeah you're right it, it was a switch a generational switch if nirvana came out in the 60s they would be considered right there with the greatest bands of, i mean i i have them with the greatest american bands of all time when you start to add in london or sorry uh um, the brits yeah yeah the brits and yeah, not Zeppelin london that's and not everybody. A, yeah it, it gets tough. I mean, London is is definitely yeah, a, a factory of itself. Yeah, epicenter. Is but with Nirvana, point. it's just like their lyricism, their songwriting, their effect. So let's just go over our criteria. Longevity. I have kids who are 10 years old asking me how to play Nirvana songs. I love that. Today. But longevity-wise, he died at 27. He, he died young. but And he died really young, and, and he didn't get to put out a bunch of music. I'm no. kind of being... The Devil's Advocate Put out here. Like five records, uh, though. I, no. Yeah. Was it five records? I, I think it was two or five. No. I think it was no, two. No, 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 two no, no, big no. records. It's um. We can't split hairs with big or not big. It, it's in how Euro, many records they put and out. And then um, incesticide. Was the first the first uh, album? Bre uh, what's it called? In um, Bleach. In, in Euros. Yeah, Bleach. Bleach. So they came out with 
bleach, never mind incesticide in utero. That's four. Never mind in, in utero. Or the and then Nirvana Unplugged, which is considered the greatest live album of all time, maybe behind Eric Clapton's like fucking Unplugged. Which come on, come on, it's, Nirvana, it's Nirvana Unplugged. Boring. But I would. The thing is, is I wouldn't consider it an oh, album. We didn't have Cream on this list either. They're British. They're British. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> See, They're, I'm doing it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's so easy to Actually, do. Actually, we've had very few faux pas, but you should definitely drink for that faux pas. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was like Eric. So but, Nirvana. So it's it's in utero. It's in utero. Never mind. Or the or no, the two. No, it's not. It's Unplugged too. Unplugged and is not an album though. It's a co- it's a live album. I almost said it's a cover album. You don't think Unplugged <laughs> a live is album. a hugely influential album? No, it's I a- think it's absolutely influential. But I would say it's taking their songs that are already famous and big in a different uh, uh, recording style, and then and then making it. But those songs are already, record and already cha- on the other cha- album. But changing the nature of the songs border- to make them influential for people like fucking dude, they borderline bread bands okay. like Eddie Vedder and Sons yeah. and Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, Howl, yep. and like they like they made acoustic music fucking cool again, and did no I'm one not, did that. I'm not, I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna say that it's not an influential album. But if you want to hear about that, you can go back to the Bob Dylan yes. and the Nirvana. Bob Dylan, the Bob Dylan electric goes electric yeah. and, and the Nirvana, Nirvana goes acoustic unplugged. on this podcast. If you go back further, Humble you can Bragg, hear Stuart our best, talk. Our best podcast. Ooh, I all about how great. Oh, really? I was going to say my, one of my favorites was probably the Elvis is alive and uh, Paul is dead. That was, it was, our, a good that was one of our best. But our, our most listened to podcast was... Um, Nirvana unplugs and Bob Dylan goes electric. So, but I'm not going to disagree with you that the album isn't great. I just, I I don't know if I consider it an album in the sense of like original music. He covered a bunch of like Lead Belly and and other people. And that was great. I just, they had two great albums. Bleach, I I guess I I should listen to that again. Bleach and Incesticide. Incesticide. Okay. Those are two that I need to listen to again. When I think of Nirvana off the top of my head, and I didn't listen to them today, I listened to like their hits today, but I, I didn't listen to, uh, yeah, I listened to uh, Nevermind and in Euro. So let's look at the five categories. Got it. Where does Nirvana hit? Longevity in terms of their their actual year A to, to the end? Not so much. Very short. Yeah. But in terms of their greatness, a lot. And they're um, influ- oh, go ahead. So influence, huge, huge, absolutely huge. ginormous. Out of everyone on this list that we have, it's the most, in my opinion. I think hmm. it's it's the next it's the next like uh, late sixties switch in rock and roll. Where like what happened in the late sixties in rock and roll was this explosion of like this is what rock and roll is going to be. And it wasn't until Nirvana came around in the early '90s that it became an, like another explosion of like Dude. rock and roll is still relevant, and this is what it is, and this is the new rock and roll. I have a hot, hot take. Ooh, I think they're one of the top five most influential bands of all time. When you put the word influential, there's no doubt in my so opinion. So it's the Beatles, it's Black Sabbath, Led oh. Zeppelin. It's I think Led Zeppelin was influenced by Black Sabbath. Like I think it's the Beatles. I think it's Black Sabbath. I think it's Nirvana. I think it's Hendrix, and I think oh, fuck. I can't even think of five. Who would five be? Influential. Yeah, I can't even think of five. So that's it for me. Four top four. But Sabbath came around 90, 1968. 
Like Led Zeppelin was the same. They were contemporaries, if anything. I think of Led Zeppelin no, before. I think fair. Led Zeppelin before. Are you sure? Black I'm, I'm Sabbath didn't right come now. out before that. I feel like it was formed. In, I feel it, like Paranoid was like '67. The band was formed in '68. I, I just Googled it when I said that before I said that because I didn't want to didn't want to overstep. Sorry, we're kind of digressing. A little Sorry, bit. let's just move move ahead. And so I for me, more, after all eyes. So I I didn't. I, you didn't skip this. No, band. I didn't. I meant to put Nirvana as the fourth, but now that we've talked about it a bunch, I think that they're. I think, I think they're three. I think that this band is out of any of the bands in these top five, is the band that I would move to tier two. Okay, and and, so, and I wait. don't think I would move them to tier two, but if we there don't were know who any we're bands, talking about, though, so let me let me go ahead and say this. Okay, go ahead. Now that I've said Nirvana is four, and we've talked about it, and I've convinced myself i'm actually going to move nirvana to three okay and at four i'm going to have metallica yes um metallica basically made the metal genre as we have it today i feel like Mm. they were one of the like obviously you can go back to black sabbath and hendrix like we were talking about in that whole conversation but when you're actually talking about a Sort of creating a genre. A cultural icon. Phenomenon, And yeah. a crossover act, too, that everyone was like, oh, I'm down with this. Like, I can listen to this metal. I can't listen to, you know, that metal. It's too much for me, but I can listen to this. Like, it's Metallica. They were like the Ramones of but they were, punk music. It's like, oh, I like the Ramones, but I don't like punk music. But there are so much more than the Ramones yeah. in my mind. They were hmm, so much more than the Ramones. Yeah, in and, and, and like... Um, I don't get... Mm, I don't get Metallica, but I, I want to hear more. You're not a metal fan. Let's just put that. I'm, I'm not either. I'm so not saying I'm not I'm a metal not fan. I'm, but I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. It's the cultural influence, and it's hmm. the sorry, the cultural impact, and the influence, I, and the longevity, and the raw data. They have the sorry. I have the number. I have the documents here. They have the. They have. Um. They. They are the twenty second greatest selling album with their self-titled Metallica. Um, Is that the Black Album? It's got to be the Black Album. It says Metallica. I think that's the Black Album. Yeah. Uh, 16 million copies. Speaking for... They are... I don't have the number here, which I'm so pissed. By the way, let me shout out where I got this data from. Mentalfloss.com. Um... And then also from Classic DuJour, ClassicsDuJour.com, they are between, I think, 9 and 11. They must be at 10. Um, they've sold 63 million albums. They're also so one of those they are bands top that, like, kids that time. are in your your classes right yes, now that want to hear, they want to still learn Metallica. Yes. And Metallica came out in the early 80s. Shout out another Bay Area band. Yeah, Metallica, Area San band. Francisco band is is, is yep. where they where they come they're from. East, are they not East Bay? They're from they San Fran, they're from San Francisco is what the what is where the origin of the band comes from. There are members I think that came from the East Bay, but they also originally came with so Metallica used to be a four four band with Cliff Burton and Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. Fuck, I forgot that Dave Mustaine. He was he yeah. was he was the original guitar uh, lead I totally guitar player forgot before yeah. um, Kurt Hammett was the, was the guitar yeah. player. And and so um, I mean they're they're a different band than they used to be. It was Lars and and Dave and um, James Hetfield, yeah. and then Dave Mustaine and Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton died in a, in a bus accident yeah. on tour, which is so ridiculous. A tragic story. So if ridiculous. you ever just watch Cliff Amal or listen to Cliff Amal, it's a great 
uh, documentary and he's an incredible bass player and he is arguably the best musician in Metallica ever and, and he died super young after like the after the second album was recorded but he has some songs on the third album um, or maybe after the third album he has songs on the fourth album but the, the um, uh, Master of Puppets was his last album that he was on which is the third yeah. album and um, they, they were a super important band to our generation of, of rock and roll people. And, and, and we grew up as like, you know, and we're going to go back to the, through the classics of all the Europe, the European bands you're talking about, the, the Beatles and the Led Zeppelins and whatever. But Metallica was a band that I grew up as a kid. It was like, they were in my top five as a kid forever. Cause I there's, loved Metallica. They're still up there for kids. But the, what we were saying about Nirvana, the way that they, you know, brought the disturbs of the world <laughs> to the forefront Metallica brought every metal band that you went and saw at your local bar right they're there because of Metallica yeah. basically yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and that and that huge like, influence love or hate metal it doesn't matter that's not what we're talking about the the fact that metal is a thing is basically because of Metallica in my mind hmm. um i mean it all started with Black Sabbath and Jimi Hendrix but then it culminated with Metallica really solidifying the genre. And they're from San Francisco Bay Area. And from, sorry, I'm interrupting with something kind no, of no, no. less interesting. But my um, my first hearing of them was actually a Bay Area connection when I was in middle school. My best friend, Becca, uh, lived in Concord. Her mom was friends with Metallica in the late 70s, early 80s. And she said they used to play house parties all the time. That sounds fun. Yeah, and Can you I remember being, being at that shit. Yeah. Growing, growing up in the Bay Area, I know a few people and who that was say in that. Concord. So somebody's I'm like, that's mom, why I was like, are they from the East Bay? Or somebody's cousin like went to a Metallica song. Yeah, concert they, they're they're very like, they're sort of a legend of the Bay Area in this yeah. really special way. Um, and they play in front of Warriors games in the playoffs, which is fun. And they played at the Raiders <laughs> uh, okay, AFC Championship so, game. Yeah. So as a as a non Metallica, they're not really in my. Uh, they're not my cup of tea either. I don't. I'm like, not saying I don't they're not my cup metal. of tea. I'm just saying for listeners that have not heard a lot of Metallica, what is their uh, biggest song? What's their flagship? Enter Sandman's their biggest song for sure. Take my hand. That's the only one I know. Oh no, I I could I could name ten Metallica songs right now if you want to challenge me. I don't want to challenge. But I could. What I'm saying is I could name ten like off the top of my head. If you're they're great. If you if you've ever been into Metallica at one point, you get it and and like that's they're 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 definitely belong on this top tier and and give me fuel, give me a fire, give me that. Oh, that's that's, that's <laughs> like the 97th <laughs> song, but <laughs> not not really. But it's kind of funny. That's like it's it's an era I, I of Metallica was, that, they, I, that Metallica yeah. fans don't love, but yeah, I love that song. It's a though. good song. I was it's surprised to see them in the in the tier one. I would have put them in tier two. No, they're deaf tier one in my mind. I don't I, know. They're, I would, they're I would put CC, to support to support I think my CCR would be. I think they're they're not they're not above Nirvana. If I were to, if they're I were not to above Nirvana, Nirvana. We all they're agree not with above that. Nirvana. Yeah. But in my opinion, they are number four on my list and I know now I'm ranking them and it sounds super douchey because obviously people are going to be like you fucking asshole I whatever fucking man Metallica. deal with it come yeah. up with your own podcast yeah, thank you make Tom. your own list and we'll take your consideration so we're down to the top two can we get up number two 
All right, number two, and this is hotly contested, but I have the Beach Boys as number two. (gasps) I I don't think it's number two. I don't disagree because this is not three years ago when I... Yes. Made my list, and I and I and I said who I thought, and I didn't make a list. I made a number one. My list was one band, and 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 my question was who is the greatest American rock and roll band? Is what I said of all time, and it wasn't the Beach Boys. And and, and I yeah. love the Beach Boys. And I what think did that, uh, when, when was this? Two thousand seventeen. Uh, Twenty seventeen. What does two thousand seventeen Stewart uh, Stewart say to this? Um. You know, the 2017 Stewart says the Beach Boys were probably the most influential. It's tough because a lot of our greatest artists were solo Hendrix, Ray Charles, Cash, Hank Williams, Stevie Wonder, Springsteen, Prince, etc. were all solo acts with many different lineups. Fact. This this is a direct I, quote of Stewart in 2017. So yeah. I know who you're going to say is your number one, and That's I won't me. spoil it. We'll get there. But I. Uh, I don't I would vote for the Beach Boys over that as an American band because I think that they were the most influential sort of sort of the most like uh what about these five categories where where do you uh, think they shine? I think they were the they were better um competition for British bands Dude, than that's your the, first that's band. That's the number one argument for the Beach Boys. Is they that were they the, were they just were going, as big as... No, not just as big. They were not as big. They were smaller. But right. they were the one American band that was going toe-to-toe with the Beatles. Yeah. The only American band. I would also that argue that if you, go, if you go to the corners of the earth, just the weirdest places you can think of, and you play fucking... A Beach Boys song. Anything from I think sounds? it's recognizable to fun, people from all over. So, fun fact. I think their longevity isn't where it should be. I think their longevity is not at the same level as any of these bands. A lot of the bands in Tier 2 even. Um, I think if you look at the criteria we set, longevity, I think they lack a little bit. Hmm. Influence, I think they're huge. They're huge. They're huge. And then also cult- chops wise, they're yes. incredible. And, and cultural impact. Right. That's where they shine because they were the American band that went toe to toe with the Beatles in the time that the Beatles were untouchable. Hmm. Like the Beach Boys would come out with an album. The Beatles would come out with an album. The Beach Boys would come out with an album. And they were fucking battling with each other. Like, the yeah. Beatles weren't looking at anyone but the but the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. They're like, what the fuck are the Beach Boys doing? And Pet Sounds was a masterpiece. Yeah. And then, I mean, it, in my opinion, they didn't quite, you know, ever obviously reach the peak that the Beatles did. But... Who can you say went toe to toe with the Beatles other than them? American band wise, in that Nobody. same exact yeah, time frame, I was there's say, not a you question. Could say, you know, yeah. well, you would say. <laughs> I always joke the monkeys, Elvis which is Presley, a joke. or you would say, again. You go back to these single artists yeah. that you were talking about. You go with Jimi Hendrix or someone like that. Yeah. So but, no, the Beach Boys are are. I think they're also very unique. I would say style yeah. wise, um, their innovation was incredible. Yeah. Um, the their use of harmony was unmatched. Incredible harmonies yeah. for sure. And um, I do feel like 
they're one. I mean, they have two kind of dings against them, I guess, is the raw, the raw data. They didn't have a top-selling record. They didn't sell the most records. They don't have the most monthly listeners on Spotify. Like, all the data that we pulled, which mm-hmm. obviously we're, we didn't do this for fucking years. We did it for a few days. But yeah. their raw data isn't there. And in my opinion, their longevity isn't there in terms of how long they were a band for and how maybe people who are more youthful than us look at the Beach Boys today. I don't know right. if, if people who are younger than us look at the Beach Boys and they're like, oh, I fucking love the Beach Boys, man. But not, not in the way they do with Nirvana. I listened to Lil Yachty and then I like fucking put on the Beach Boys. I grew up listening yeah, to just, the Beach Boys as a kid. And and and, and I know we're going to get into Rolling that Stones was what, rankings. That was, seven years ago? <laughs> I know we're going to get into Rolling Stones rankings. <laughs> I know we're going to get into Rolling Stones rankings later. But but Rolling Stones has Pet Sounds number two all time albums of all time. It's oh, a it's an incredible while we're, album. While we're talking incredible about it, album. so uh, w- the list I pulled today was Rolling Stones hundred greatest artists of all time. It came out like thirteen years ago or something, fifteen years ago, something like that. Um, but it's on Wikipedia. You can see it. I'm very upset. The with this first list. American band that they list is number twelve, and it's the Beach Boys. And then the next. American band disaster. that they list. Shit, now I don't remember. Disaster. Wait, hang on. I can I'm pull that up. up in right, so now I'm pulling it up. So, do we want to move on to the number one? So, the Beach Boys, what have? they did is they defined a rock and roll era of music, and they were a pop band that transcended. Oh, they were a, they it. were a rock and roll band that transcended the pop category. There? No. Um, so first of all, the top three are the Beatles, number one, Bob Dylan, number two, Elvis, number three. I know that Rolling Stones, number four, So a little bit different criteria, Chuck Berry, number five. Um, so the Beach Boys, number 12, that's the first American band. The second American band that appears on Rolling Stones, top 100 artists of all time is number 19 and it's the Velvet Underground. Yeah, shocking. Interesting. That was Dude, like a they, tier four for us, right? And then, so, no, no, it's tier yeah. three. Tier three, okay. Tier, tier three. three. And Nirvana, Nirvana pops in as the third American band mentioned at 27. So, so I'm just going to go on to the number one in my mind, and it's backed up with longevity, cultural impact, amount of and fucking raw hits, data, hits, and yeah. influence. And it was the number one for me in 2017 when I, when I asked yeah. this question originally. And it's the Eagles. And in my mind, it's the Eagles. They have the number one greatest selling album of all time. And that's of everybody in the world. That's, that's nuts. That's above Michael Jackson. Is that Hell Freezes that's Over? This is the album. So keep in mind, this is literally, <laughs> what album is it? literally vinyls. What vinyl it's is it? It's Eagles, their greatest hits, 71, 75. Oh, greatest hits. Okay. But it's still 38 million copies sold. Do we have and, the track list of that? I want to look at that. And then they also have the third greatest selling album of all time. Are you serious? Hotel California. Yeah. 26 million albums sold. I still have kids asking me how to play Hotel California to this day in my fucking lessons. It's a banger for the unoriginals. It's one of those songs that that song is 
one of those songs we play in early set. We play first yeah. set. It's not a super high energy song, but people like it. They like to dance to it. And it's the first one of the first songs we play in our set where I, th- I know that we're going to have somebody Dude, dance to I've it. Been, I've been questioning whether I should just play it to pander for tips or what. It's worth like, it's worth pandering because yeah. it's, an, it's a good early set song because people know it. It's recognizable. They want to dance to it, and they'll, so they'll, they'll be into it. The Eagles stole those Beach Boys harmonies. They were clearly influenced by those yeah. harmonies. But and I wouldn't they, say they stole them. I mean, harmonies yeah, are harmonies, I mean, harmonies, right? F- there's been four-part harmonies forever, but in... in the realm of rock and roll bands, the Beach Boys were the ones that did the four-part harmonies. Okay, like, that, that's a fair thing, but but they didn't steal them. I mean, they were they were they were heavily a part of rock and roll. They had to have been heavily influenced. Sure, sure. So, but they're great harmonies. They are, and there's I, like four great songwriters in that band too. Yeah, I I just have the Eagles as number one. They it's. Honestly, in this list, it, I mean, obviously, it's going to be a little bit um, front-loaded in terms of the most recent bands are going to have the most listeners. So, obviously, Metallica has the most listeners on Spotify. Nirvana has the second most listeners on Spotify. Aerosmith has the third most listeners on Spotify out of this list. And the Eagles have the fourth most. But they still have 14.3 million listeners um, a month. Still, that's a month. Still, right so, now. Can yeah. I read their song list for their yeah. greatest hits? Yes, uh, seventy-one to seventy-five. Please do. You know every song. There's ten songs. Take it easy. Witchy woman. Lion eyes. Already gone. Desperado. One of these nights. Tequila sunrise. Take it to the limit. Peaceful easy feeling, which is my favorite. That's a great song. And the best of my love. It's they're all. Number one yeah. chart topper yeah. singles, in, in my opinion. I'm not sure if they actually were. Do you remember what they song deserve it. wasn't included in that? Hotel, Hotel California. California. Yeah, not on that list. In the so, same yeah. era, is it's the the I greatest hits California was California might have been a little after a specific time period. That was greatest hits seventy one to seventy five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's in four years they released ten songs that were all, in my opinion, number one hits. I'm not sure they actually became number one hits, but they were all there. I remember listening to the Eagles. Um, farewell tour number whatever number that is I it was about a, it was about 10 years ago and I remember watching their concert and I, I didn't think I was a huge Eagles fan and, and I listened to this album this concert and I knew every single song that they played and, and I was blown away that they had so many songs that I knew I have some disturbing news oh what? no what happened they're not the Eagles are they just eagles? They're eagles. No. No. I think they're the eagles. Dude, it says we didn't eagles on that. Spotify. Oh my god. Is it the eagles or eagles? Because if you look on Spotify, it's literally just I think Spotify's wrong or else we have to record, re-record this entire podcast. No. Steve Martin, a friend of the band from their early days at the Troubadour, recounts in his er- early autobiography that he su- suggested... That they should be referred to as the Eagles, but Frey insists that the group's name is simply Eagles. It's Fry, Glenn Fry. Sorry, it's okay. Fry. I'm just correcting for no, the people fine. who are yelling I at you. I deserve that. I deserve that. Just um, for the people who are yelling. So at sorry, you. they're Eagles. Oh my God! How do we? How do we? Just the Radio Keys. Oh no. The number one band of all time, American I, rock and roll band of all time. I'm sorry. I don't. I've never heard that in my life. I. I've yeah. always no, known them the, as the Eagles. Like the Beatles? That blows my mind. No, it blew my mind too. But I looked it up the? on Spotify and I was like, 
Oh, it's under Eagles? Like, I looked up The Eagles to look up Hotel California. It came out in 76. So one year after that greatest hits record, Hotel California, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, so, their biggest song is yet to be released. Jesus. And now they're Eagles. I mean, they've been Eagles, but that's insane to me. Sorry, this that was kind of a mic drop moment. It almost feels like that was just so crazy. I, I don't even know what to say to that. But... In all fairness, I feel like are we done discussing? I I think so. Um, I I'd like to talk about maybe. There's a few that I omissions. Like oh, do you want to go omissions? Honorable mention. Omissions. Okay, oh, we already did honorable omissions. mentions. So well, now now we're in omissions. The so, omissions. Yeah, omissions. I when I I have an ongoing fight with Tom. That I think Steve Miller Band is in the running. It's Steve Miller. It's the Steve Miller Band, though. No, but it's so, Steve Miller. He's the individual. I, I think that's why you kept him out of it. But yeah, it is exactly why I kept him I, out of it. I don't know. Steve Miller Band had like It's the same a as Jimi Hendrix experience. He had like a third yeah, of the but, release time frame that the Eagles did. Like, it doesn't matter. He he doesn't qualify for our list. Okay. It's Steve Miller band. But even Jimi if, Hendrix experience. But Tom I'm, Petty and the I'm Heartbreakers. keeping up with the argument. You're right. You're totally right. But when I'm I first I'm keeping up with that, the argument that she, she asked for. And even if you don't make that a criteria, mm-hmm. yeah. if your question is the Eagles or Steve Miller band, it's not even close. It's the Eagles by yeah, like it's, it's three the times yeah, the amount the of Steve Miller so, band. Are there any... Legitimate omissions? Okay. I Legitimate have one omissions. that's kind of weird. Okay, let's hear it. Big Star. Who? Yeah, who? Hanging out down the street. You think of they're the Eagles? No, I'm saying they could have been an honorable mention. They they're okay. a hu- they have a huge cult following. They do the song 13, which Elliot Smith covers. I don't know. I've okay. never heard of them. It's it okay. sounds like it's really it's right. like specific. I, I think Obscure. some omissions would be probably like the Killers would be an omission. Um, Are they American? Are they? Uh, yeah, they're Las Vegas. We, know, we yeah, decided yeah, that yeah, like, <laughs> Even though they fucking right, I'll drink sing with a British drink for that one, yeah. Uh, the future of Great American Bands might be someone like the Texas Gentleman, but they're not there yet. The future, I'm saying the we future. Love the Texas the future. We love the Texas Gentleman. We listen um, to their album. If, if the Florida so oh, much. I thought about, yeah, Nathaniel Ray Lift doesn't count. I thought about that when we started because you have their record what about uh, the, poster behind you and I was like, dude, the fucking Night Sweats. And then I was like, no, you can't. I mean, what? literally every single person other, other than so, the Police Brothers. Yeah. Oh, say, so I, I thought it was funny and, and I don't think you've gotten to this part. The very last comment on this thread that I posted. Oh, yeah, can you, let's do that. Let's no, do so that. So the very okay. last comment on the thread was from Stuart Patrick. And it says, Tom, I've had a change of heart. It's clearly the Felice Brothers. <laughs> this is what it says. Now it's from 2017. <laughs> so oh, that was funny. So here, here, here are some honorable mentions. Um, uh, let's see. Soundgarden. Oh, no. um, Rod Keeler. Ron Keeler. Sorry. Ron Keeler. Sound guy buddy of mine. I said Kansas. Okay. Um, okay. Christopher mm-hmm. Casillas said uh, Tool. Oh, interesting. Um, Joshua Aguilar, a good friend of mine, said Soundgarden. Soundgarden's up there for sure. There's a lot of prog. I would say Allison Chains is up there too for honorable mention. Sure, absolutely. Sure. It's all in the same genre. Like yeah. uh, Taylor Chambers said, the Grateful Dead. Oh, Sonny D from From the Bottom, our good buddy said, and this is going to be disqualified because of name. But it's Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. 
Great Interesting, band. Yeah. Uh, Troy Hazelton, his cousin, said Steve Miller Band, which is kind of a funny thing. Love Steve Miller Band. Yeah, Schmitty. Uh, <laughs> Schmitty said the Eagles. Nailed it. And I just nailed I it. Schmitty. I want to shout out Schmitty because he said the Eagles. Um, I've heard some funny ones like Slipknot. Which I don't. I'm not <laughs> oh, sure if that was real. But System of a Down to me a is, a, is an honorable mention. I don't mm, know. If, are they American? They're American. They're American. I know well, that he's a they're Armenian. Of, they're of Armenian descent, but I think they're American. Okay, so that's that's an interesting distinction. Okay, um, let's see. Aerosmith, um, Beach Boys, Guns N' Roses, um, Eagles, Metallica, Green Day, um, GNR. Yeah, a lot of the shit. It's, it's what we said, yeah, Chaplin said, Van Halen. I think we nailed it, guys. We figured we, it out. We did a Nick, good job. Nicholas Wolf said Kid Rock, and I think he's just trolling me. I think he's yeah. kidding. I think yeah. he's just trolling me. He, um, he must I mean, he's be. the greatest rapper of all time. Jeff, oh, Jer- Jeff Jernigan said the band. We and, then decided mom, they're Canadian. and then mom commented and said they're Canadian. Yes. I'm pretty sure. On the same. Yes. Jeff Jernigan said, damn it. Um, I got He's one one, one journey and then one Felice Brothers. So we're gonna throw it out to the listeners here. Please come at us at Radio Keys Music in every um, format you want: Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, everything. Let's tell us I, where we fucked up. Tell us Please, why you're tell mad. Us. Tell right us why now. you're angry. Are you mad right tell now? Tell us who's better than tell who we said. Why. Tell us which <laughs> tier artist should be higher. Tell us who should yeah. be lower. Tell, tell us that Stewart is wrong. To tell me I'm wrong. I thought Stewart did an amazing job, by the way. I made those tiers. Stewart made that the tiers. Yeah. And I think that they were and solid. I, I 97% agree with Except all for of Journey. It. Honestly, like you really know. Journey it. should have been higher. I, yeah. I fucked up. Anyway, um, we're Radio Keys. We don't have a whole lot going on right now because of COVID. Anybody... What are you talking about? We have a new single. That's where that we're just getting dropped. to. Yeah, we're gonna have um, a lot more coming out soon with this Christmas uh, season coming up. Yes, but for now we have a new single. It's called Move. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a video. It probably wouldn't crack the top hundred greatest artists of all time if we came out in the seventies. <laughs> but we're but proud it's of all it. good because we're very proud of it and we're mm-hmm. happy with the way it turned out. It's the first single that we've recorded and put out that has been entirely recorded and produced and mixed and mastered in house at the Red Room, which is our little studio we have here. Garage. Along with this uh <laughs> come on, you're downplaying it. Um, it's our Sound stage yeah, that we it's our have. Sound stage, and um, so please go listen to Move. Um, it's on Spotify and streaming services everywhere. And after that, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some uh, Christmas specials with the City of Concord. We're gonna yep. work with them, and we're also working with Concord Couch Concerts to have an additional Christmas bench, uh, special. We're learning three Christmas songs. Yeah, we're total. learning Christmas songs. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. My name is Stuart. I have Emily here Emily. and Tom Davis, our bass player. Tom Bass Davis is and, the brand. Uh, we're gonna keep searching for that sweet, sweet soul music.
Oh, that's 